Hey everyone, today is Friday the 2nd of August 2019, this is The Gap episode 478. I'm Luke Laurie, Joe Gore is here, and we're back for another episode of this podcast. This podcast, that is correct. The greatest podcast. Not the podcast that you did last week by yourself. Huh? What? Yeah. No, it was, it was actually pretty good. It was, uh, yeah, it's actually worse now that you're back, but it's fine. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, I'll, I'll let you interject every now and then. I guess it keeps things a little bit spicy. Um, right. Uh, that was uh, that was uh, that was a weird podcast. I was deliberately attempting to rise to the challenge, uh, which mm. Nate had set in his solo two-hour E3 edition. Um, yeah, and so uh, I wasn't deliberately taking myself off on tangents i just wasn't restricting myself which i do tend to do i do tend to stop myself from going off on tangents uh while i'm talking to you because i realize that that's not how humans converse with one another right mm. uh like it's it's a bit i'm doing it right now you know dominating conversation in a way that isn't necessarily conducive to a general conversation uh obviously i still go off on tangents while you're on the podcast but I try to rein it in a bit, and I just didn't. I didn't have to. There was no need, uh, and I made it to two hours, uh, and I didn't even have all of fucking E three to talk about. So, fuck you, Nate. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just want to open up this week's podcast uh, by talking to the uh, three of you that watch this on YouTube. Um, mm. You might notice that there's not a bunch of shit in the background in my uh, in my room anymore my wife uh wonderful while i was while i was away on a trip that we did this week uh, my wife decided to reorganize my office uh and um in doing so yeah, she's dead. yeah. well that's there's blood on the walls and you've had to blur it a out. murder did occur um <laughs> because right now you can't see all the junk that used to just sit in the background uh slowly piling up while my the hoarder the hoarder that lives inside of me slowly took over uh she's sort of hit the reset button on that but while she was cleaning up my office space um she apparently decided to clean my office chair uh and uh my chair she's been wanting me to get a new chair for a while now and uh she uh i don't know what happened but it broke what a shock. The the chair just magically broke out of nowhere. Who could have seen it coming? The chair it she to the wanted farm. to go away <laughs> just happened to break. Yeah, had to go and live on a fucking farm. Um, yeah, shocked. Shocked I was to hear that. Um, so, uh, yeah, um, there was a murder. I, I contend that she murdered the chair. She did it on purpose with malice. And forethought, uh, she murdered that chair, and I'll never get it back. Uh, I do need a new chair. I've got, I've, obviously, I've got a chair at the moment. Uh, I went and bought this at Officeworks today. Um, I shelled out 90 clams on this thing. Uh, I'm not wild about it, but uh, it is a chair, and it does chair things until... I got this thing. I was sitting on a fucking camping chair, and this is at least 24,000 times better than a fucking camping chair. Uh, camping right. chairs are great when you're camping. Not great for trying to sit at a desk and do work. I was sort of like uh, much lower than this, sort of like... Anyway. You're pretty low at the moment. Yeah. I can get this high. I can get, That's I can better. get so high. Um, 
Anyway, uh, this is obviously pointless for anyone who uh, listens to the podcast. <laughs> so 99.999 recurring percent of our audience will get literally nothing out of this. But I did want to point out uh, that... Um, speaking of things, YouTube uh, viewers would only only understand. References YouTube viewers would only understand. I took the Udi on the plane. I wore the Udi ah, on yes. the plane. Um, which is that giant pink uh, blanket jumper that I wore sure. on the podcast two weeks ago. And uh, great success. Uh, high five. Very nice. Uh, it was fucking amazing. You literally, you're just in a fucking blanket. Like, you just... Ugh. I was sitting next to a big fat dude. Uh, it wasn't like... It wasn't big and fat. It was just broad, right? It was a broad dude, and we were built the same, Right. So, yeah, he was a big fat dude. Uh, and, yeah, it didn't matter. Because he couldn't, like, I just put my arm down on the on, on the half of the um, armrest that I get, right? Hmm. And he put his arm down. It, I couldn't fucking feel him, right? Because I couldn't get through the layers of blanket. It was beautiful. Right. Uh, all the flight attendants loved it. They were, they were mad about it. And they kept wanting to get me things because they just wanted to ask me where to get an Udi. Yeah. Uh, I think, I, f- I honest to God, feel like Udi owe me some fucking money for that that venture. Right. After I went and Did s- you- I saw you sleeping next to nobody. <laughs> yeah. The only fucking empty seat on the fucking plane. Right. Uh, which was kind of garbage. But uh, after I accosted you over it, uh, yeah, like everyone in the line for the toilet was like, oh, that looks so comfy. I'm like, it is so comfy. Don't worry about me. I'm fucking comfy. You don't even know about comfort. Uh, I don't even mind being on, you know, economy class seat with fucking 400 other cunts crammed in a fucking space the size of this fucking office. It's fine. We're good. Let's go. Yeah. Slept slept eight hours on the plane. Mm. I'm nervous. I, I never sleep for eight hours on the plane. Like even when I get a good sleep, I'm like, oh, I've got a good sleep. Good three hours of sleep. Fucking, I've mastered this. I'm the best. Twenty four s- hour flight. <laughs> Nobody sleeps like I do on a fucking plane. Don't worry about this guy. I'm the fucking best. Three whole yeah. hours. Uh, no, eight. I was like out like a light. Right. The, Dude next to me didn't fucking want to get up at all. It was weird. When I did get up, I got up after my eight hours. He was like, oh, thanks, man. Yeah, I got to go to the bathroom. I'm like, you could fucking ask. Like, just say something. Like, what the fuck? Uh, yeah. yeah. Weird. I had um, I had the guy, the supervisor that was there. Oh, yeah. Old mate Colin. Um, remembered me from the flight the day before and was like oh if you want to go up to the the first class lounge and stretch your legs later just let me know and i'm like no i'll be fine old mate colin <laughs> thanks man that's the thing yeah. right when you're a fucking hoity-toity fucking captain nearly platinum fucking like lukey is right or they all come up and you should oh how are you going mr laurie oh, i hope you have a great flight with us today and then, like, they did it to the person in front of me, right? Because the, the little girl, it was her birthday. Her birthday was the day we, we lost. So she didn't have uh eighth birthday or something. Cause we, she didn't have a birthday. She's still seven she's, forever. She's seven, yeah, until next year. See how, see how we go then. Um, so, yeah, they came up, and but apparently the mum was, like, gold. And she's like, oh, 
you're such a valued, you know, thank you so much. And uh, I tried to grab him for a fucking bottle of water while she was walking away. I'm like, hey, uh, I didn't get a bottle of water uh, before. And she's like, oh, yeah, come back. Fucking Sit down, bronzy. <laughs> How dare you speak to me with your bronze mouth, you disgusting, disgusting pile of flesh. And then, uh, yeah, she didn't actually get me a fucking bottle of water either. Like, that's the best part, right? She never came back with my fucking bottle of water. Everyone else, they gave out fucking 50,000 bottles of water. And I'm sitting there with, like, fucking nothing. I'm like, guess I'll go and get my own bottle of water. Went up to the fucking galley. And I'm like, hey, can I grab a bottle of water, please? And they're like, just bring your other bottle of water. And we can fill it for you. I'm like, I didn't get one. And they're like... Okay, they did not want to. They had fucking dozens of them. I I could see they were just fucking yeah. bottles for days, right? And they just did not want to give them out. They're like, that's it. That's that's the end of that was that was our whole fucking gambit. We were going to get away with one extra bottle of water on our fucking great water bottle heist. But this is gonna the margins on the heist now are, are shot because this dude wants his own extra bottle of fucking water. Anyway, hmm. I did have. They were, they were, sorry, you go. They, they were trying to get away with uh, saving paper with the landing cards as well, right? Because I got up at, I think it was about a, an hour and a half left on the flight or something, and I got up and uh, went and talked to Colin. Again. Of course, and uh, <laughs> was like, "Did you guys have any spare landing cards? Because I think I was asleep when they hand. Because I was out basically before the plane took off. I was pretty fucking tired." Yep. Um, yeah, and then I was like asking, and so they're looking around for this landing card, and he, he finds it, and I go back and sit down, and like ten minutes later, they're like, "Ah, oh, we are we're, we don't have any landing cards." Like they actually didn't hand them out; they couldn't find them or something. They made an announcement. I must have over remi- the PA. Yeah, I must have reminded them. They're like, "Oh, oh uh, yeah, we don't have any. Uh, sorry if you didn't get one. We seem to have run out." I'm like, no, yeah. we did not. That's for the fucking last three rows on this fucking plane. Like, most of the people on this fucking plane don't give a fuck about this. Like, shut the fuck up. Like, they'll work it out. Who gives a fuck? Fuck those last three row pricks. We're up yeah, here in our own fucking filth. You know, we've got our, co- our fucking landing cards. Fuck those pricks. And you were those pricks. That's amazing. Yeah. And they got you a card anyway. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they had to go fucking... They were like, oh... Mr. fucking Captain Platinum wants a fucking landing card. What are we going to do? Oh, I don't know. Uh, Turn the plane around. We, we'll go get we some. We can't say we found one. We can't, like, just have magically found one. We have to have found enough for everyone. Like, there's 12 people that need fucking landing cards. And like, well, you know, the water bottle heist is already fucking shots. So I guess yep. the fucking landing card fucking gambit is through as well. I guess we just won't, we just won't make any money on this fight. Just never going to fucking make any money at all. That's what happened. The best part about the water bottle thing is that I did have a water bottle. Uh, I brought my own water bottle. It was, um, I brought two water bottles. One was full and got me caught trying to go through security with a giant fucking water bottle. And the, the dude, the security dude was like, mm. made two mistakes. Do you know what your mistakes were? I'm like, no, man. Like... Just let's let's go. And he's like, "Well, your first mistake was that you put your bag on top of your laptop." I'm like, "Well, there, there wasn't any trays." So he's like, "And your second mistake was 
and he pulls out my empty water bottle. I'm like, I thought I could have an empty water bottle. He's like, hold on. Puts it down, pulls out a fucking another full water bottle. He's like, this one. I'm like, fuck. You got me, damn it. And then I left my fucking suitcase there. I was, gonna, I, I was not firing on all cylinders once we got to that airport, man. Yeah. I was, and then you were giving me shit before that's you the worst. That's the worst this. thing. Yeah. That is the worst part, is that I just finished giving Luke shit, and then the dude's like, look who fucking fucked up at security. It's Captain Jobo. It's your old yeah. pal. We left security, and then like, Joe, where's your bag? <laughs> Fuck. And I'm like, yeah, you're like, where's your bag? And I like sort of hoisted my shoulders, like, fucking, here we go. It's right. I get, I get to get back and look for this one, right? Like, I've got some back again. And then you're like, yeah, your, your bag, your other bag. And I'm like, fuck. Run back down to the fucking, nobody had taken it. Just walk up, like, grab the bag and then turn it and, like, walk straight away. It must have looked like I was stealing someone's bag. It must have looked like I was stealing someone's bag. <laughs> Um, yeah, but yeah, anyway, uh, so yeah, week before I was in, uh, in Paris for something that I can't talk still? about yet. No, not for a couple. What of about weeks, the still. fucking other thing? You didn't put it on the list. The other thing I can talk about that, but the embargo is later tonight. So, um, that one's the outer worlds and I think we'll leave that one till next week. Okay. So we've got some content. Uh, that, cause, cause I feel like we've got quite a bit for this one. That's true. Um, so we'll, we'll leave Outer Worlds for next week and then the other game for the week after. Um, Look at us. We get content for weeks, baby. We have so much content. Exclusive content. Like, literally exclusive content. Um, Australian exclusive content. Uh, All content I do is exclusive. You won't get anything so I get on the, anywhere else. I get on the plane to go to Paris, and the first stop is to Dubai. Yeah. And uh, there's rows next to me that are, that are free. Mm. Sorry, two seats next to me, and then I sit down. And just before about to take off, this couple like wanders in from behind me and like jumps into the spots. I'm like, oh, okay, fair enough, whatever. Uh, and then after the plane takes off, they jump back up and they're like looking. F- they're like, we're gonna move back to the back again. Uh, you were coming. I'm like, okay, cool, farts. fine with fine with me. And they disappear and then come back like ten minutes later and sit back in that spot again. I'm like, oh, okay, fair enough. <clears throat> um, but as they're sitting there, they're like like coughing and like sniffling and sneezing and stuff. I'm like, oh man, these guys are sick. <laughs> They're definitely sick. Uh, and so I, I don't, I'm like, whatever. I fall asleep and uh, get a decent, dec- power down, get a decent amount of uh, shutdown. Yep. Uh, and I wake up in Dubai about an hour before we land. And I'm like, oh, my throat's feeling like a little bit ticklish. Like you get that yep. little, something doesn't feel right. And you're like, oh, Okay, so we eventually land, and I'm with um, Adam. I'm with Adam Matthews yep. um, in in the lounge. I'm like, yeah, I'm definitely getting, definitely got got something from those guys. <laughs> like, that's fun. Um, and so from Dubai, we go to Paris. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, if you're smart enough, you maybe you can figure out who I was there with. Um, Prisons. But we we have we eventually land and. Uh, and at this stage, I've had more sleep and I'm starting to like actually feel sick now. Like, I'm like, okay, it just wasn't a throat tickle. This is like me getting sick a day before I'm supposed to do this event. Yeah. This is going to be fucking fantastic. Nice. Uh, and I'm also on the other side of the planet in a country that doesn't really speak. I mean, they speak English, but they don't like to. Um, 
you know, a lot of them speak English, but they're like, yeah. Uh, and so I get to the hotel, I go and get a bunch of like a, a, a fucking crate of water. Um, I go grab like a, a box of fucking tissues at the, the pharmacy that's like across the road. Yep. It's about three o'clock in the afternoon. Does your hotel I, um, not have tissues? They didn't have any in the room. It was weird. I don't. I don't. They had. Uh, I'll tell you what they did have in the room. Every it was like this fucking sex dungeon hotel. There was there was uh, the these lights and um, on the lights they had masks and the masks were like. Uh, uh, Darth Vader and Batman and like Donald Duck and like all these sort of fictional characters, sexy masks. Sexy masks. And, um, and like downstairs in the hotel lobby, there were like a glass cabinet full of like vibrators that they were selling and shit like that. Uh, it was a very strange hotel, but the, the actual TVs they had in there were Apple TV monitors or some sort of Apple device. Right. And uh, they had cameras on them, and people were taking photos of them in all these masks in weird positions and shit, and like uploading them to like the hotel cloud. Um, <laughs> so it, it was it was fucking nuts, man. There were some good ones in there. Nothing like inappropriate, but other, no, not people like having sex and banging each other and shit like that. But there was a couple with people. Um, without clothes on and like, or without a, sorry, a, a t-shirt on and just like having a bit of fun and whatever. Right. It was obviously being moderated or something right. by the hotel staff, but it was just funny to see all these different, like in some pictures, it was like fucking 10 people in this, in this room with masks on. <laughs> so they must've all went to back to their room, to grabbed the all these masks and then came, <laughs> came back to take photos. That's awesome. Uh, so we spent a quite a bit of time like flicking through these things. That's awesome. Cool. So anyway, no tissues. Um, I get them. And uh, I, I basically go to sleep from about three o'clock in the afternoon. I, I wake up, go downstairs, get some pizza uh, at this restaurant that's in the hotel, which is absolutely f- packed full of people. Um, I go back upstairs, I eat, and then I fall asleep and wake up at like eight o'clock, nine o'clock in the uh, morning the next day. So I sleep for like 15 hours. And I'm starting to feel pretty good at this stage. Like when I got up to go get dinner... I was like, I'm fucking going to be horse shit tomorrow. Yeah. Like, I am totally done. Um, but, uh, yeah, I managed to be okay. Like, I get up the next day and I'm like, I feel, I don't feel sick. Like, I, I kind of, I'm so, it feels like I just got over it the night before. You know, when you, you're sick, you like, you feel sick. And as you sort of get over it, you feel like you're better. But you maybe your voice is still a bit yeah. sounding sick and you kind of, coughing a little bit to try and get all the fucking gunky shit out of your lungs and like at that stage i don't feel sick anymore but i'm i'm good i'm ready to go and um and so we uh we went for a walk later that day and uh down to like a cemetery and whatnot and it was a really nice walk but um yeah at that stage i started to feel a lot better and and our our session for the game that we've seen that i can't talk about was in the afternoon Mm. And so we went and did all that. Um, and then the next day we went for a walk. It was like we had a... The, the event was supposed to be across two days, but they'd, they'd sort of... Condensed it. Had a bit of a mix-up. 
uh, accidentally put everybody in the first day and managed to get through everything on that first day. And then so nice. the, we had a second day there now where <laughs> it was kind of nothing to do. Yep. Um, and it was 42 degrees in, in Paris at that day where like Europe was breaking records in terms of temperature and whatnot. So it wasn't like Australia hot where it's it gets really hot and it's kind of like sticky yeah. and muggy and you kind of really feel it. This is just hot with like, you could tell it was hot, but it's not like you don't feel like, holy shit, I can't go outside. Right. Um, so we did go outside and we went for a walk and, and uh, went to a bunch of touristy places, um, which was quite easy to get around. We basically jumped on a train and yeah. stopped off at a couple of places, went and saw, um, yeah, just some tourist attractions and took some photos and whatnot. Yeah, so it was good. Good little trip. Got on the plane, came back. I got upgraded on the the, the plane from Hong Kong back to Sydney, which was awesome, um, which was really good. So that was, you know, helpful for someone that was like, I felt like shit all week. I just want to fucking sit on this plane and and go to sleep. Yeah. And I got a really comfy chair, so that was it was excellent. Um, yeah. Then I get back, and then we obviously you and I uh, we go on this next trip, and that is about two days later i think um so yeah that's kind of where that story ends but nice i don't know if we want to talk about that or sort of lead up to to what we were there for uh no we, we want to talk about all the other things before we get other things to okay so I'll, I'll, I'll talk about this other thing marvel ultimate alliance 3 was a plane game i was checking out i played it on the plane was... as well yeah uh, we, we talked about X-Men Legends, I believe, way, way, way back in the day. Mm. And uh, or was it Marvel Ultimate Alliance 2? We'll probably talk about Marvel what? Ultimate Alliance 2. Yeah, yeah, I do remember. I've played a bunch of them. I really like the uh, past X-Men Legends slash Marvel Ultimate games that uh, I think it was Raven were, were making back in the day yep. when they actually made games and now they just make maps for Call of Duty. Yeah. Um, I liked it's Marvel a, Ultimate Alliance 1 better than X-Men Legends and Marvel Ultimate Alliance 2, but uh, right. I did still enjoy... I enjoyed them in that, that you know, there was a lot of... There was a lot of fan service. They were really mm. fun co-op. Um, yeah. And, yeah, that was about it. Fan service and co-op, essentially. Uh, like, otherwise, it was sort of just a mash up type game to me. It was good. Right? Yeah, There's no question. It's sort of like Diablo, but with X-Men characters or Marvel characters. And they were doing things like adding in uh, orbs, right? They, they they did the orbs thing before, at least Diablo did. Um, orbs. I don't know where they borrowed it from, but... What orbs? It was like health orbs. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, they did. Um, which is pretty good. Um, yeah. Anyway, big love for those games yep. back in the day. I yeah. don't like Marvel, and so, Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3. Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 is a Switch exclusive mm. made by, is it Team Ninja? Or is it Team 17? Team One of the Ninja, teams? I believe, yeah. Working on it. Yeah. Um, it sort of follows the events of Thanos collecting Infinity Stones and then wanting to do things with them. Yeah. That sort of plays out by having you, um, you know, put, assemble a team of, of heroes and along the way grab a bunch of other heroes from the Marvel universe some of which aren't in the MCU yeah the actual one we know 
at the moment mm. um so it's sort of loosely based on just i guess them wanting to do what's happening in the mcu but at the same time telling their own sort of story yeah. um while bringing all these characters that aren't necessarily in that mcu things like uh miss marvel and and wolverine um yeah stuff like that uh and then doing like a really basic job of introducing these characters sort of like hey here's someone that's you might know and then they kind of just show up for a sort of split moment and then it's kind of like all right see you later and then all of a sudden they're like kind of in your team (laughs) it's it's very loosely like trying to figure out how to get them in the story and then get rid of them and then get the next person in like hey here's uh here's his wolverine and then oh here's miss marvel over here and then here's his venom uh because he's here and then uh, loki's here too and it just kind of just keeps going through all these characters daredevil next um so yeah anyway uh I, like I, in terms of the action stuff i'm enjoying the action and like it's super basic in terms of the combat and whatnot um you can basically sort of synergize your character's abilities with some of the other characters in your team there's four of them that you can put together and each character has um different abilities they've got different synergies that they can use and if you sort of pair them up with somebody else that's got something similar then you start getting bonuses and you're able to do different types of uh move sets with those characters um but the, the thing that's kind of not clicking for me is that it gives you all these options and things that you can do, but you just don't really need to use it because the combat is just so, so butt-mashy and easy. plain. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, there is a dodge button or a block button, <laughs> and I do not use it at all. Like, it is... And I think the main reason is just because the camera is so far back and you can't see when you're supposed to be blocking... Mm anyway or when you're supposed to be rolling because you can't tell if somebody's attacking you or if they're just running at you because that device is just i mean it's a small device but the cameras are also so far back that you just can't see what is going on yeah most of the time yeah uh yeah it's like terrible camera uh like god awful camera and yeah I, one thing i noticed was that like it spikes in difficulty like it is basically at like not zero difficulty it's like a five right and then it'll spike to like 85 and then it'll be back at five and you'll be like what the fuck just happened like but have you died no i didn't die but it was I like died at all yet. I, I was like fucking literally just hitting buttons and not really paying that much attention and then i'd get into a fight and then i'm like what the fuck is going on here holy shit i gotta fucking do some shit here and then like Fuck, you gotta like, stop playing. Yeah, gotta fuck play this game. Oh, whoa, whoa, I thought it was just some sort of fucking hitting buttons to mash to the next fucking, like, fucking weird cutscene. Uh, no. Yeah, some fighting. Gotta do some thinking. Uh, it's not terribly difficult. Once you work out how the fucking, how that fight actually, like, works, the only real problem is that it's got, like, the health bar on it is, like, 7,000 times longer than it really needs to be or whatever. I'm like, all yeah. oh, right, yeah, okay, yeah, 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 right. okay, I'll just do this for a bit, and then on to the next bit. Back at five again. Back at five difficulty, and you're like, okay, cool. I'll just stop paying attention then. Yeah, it's it's these like waves that it does, where it's kind of introducing 
these characters yeah. and sort of like a way of being like, oh, here's how you sort of, um, you know, it kind of gives you an idea of what their powers are, I guess. Like it teams you up with them mm. and it's more like just a cannon fodder scenario. Yeah. And then it starts to kind of ramp up a little bit with each sort of mini boss and it comes back down again. Yeah. Yeah. I don't feel like, I, like it's so fucking nothing that when it ramps up a bit, it's such a fucking spike and then it's back down to... Yeah, it's such a fucking weird way for it to go about, mm. like, uh, combat, because it just makes it, it just turns all combat that isn't at 85 into dull, mindless bullshit, and then the eighty the stuff that is at 85 is literally just figuring out the trick, and then, yeah. And hoping you survive. <laughs> like, you don't, like, yeah, I hope you survive long enough to actually get to the trick, and then once you get the trick... And then you realize, like, once you get to the trick, you're like, I was never really in that much danger, right? Like, it's yeah. only, yeah, it's only, it's, it's only difficult relative to how easy it has been the rest of the fucking time. Hmm. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's, yeah. I just don't. It's, it's, it's just so weird because the combat is, like, the way the combat is set up, and you sort of compare that to everything else that's in the game. Like, combat is so basic and, and, and easy. And then there's so much depth in the rest of it with being able to, like, the synergies of different characters and working out, like, what your team composition is going to be. And then, like, leveling up those characters and putting points into their abilities. And then, uh, I don't know if you've gotten to the part where you get the ISO stones no, and then you start putting... Playing. So the, the ISO stones are basically like um, modifiers for the characters. So like, hey, an extra uh, 15% damage if you apply this stone to this character. And so you start getting all these different stones and then that's like another thing you can kind of tinker with. Um, so there's like all these layers of depth in there that you can go in and play with. That, that's including like the, the cubes that you can get to level characters up and that uh, giant grid that you spend points in to get you know, you've got your health bonuses and your attack and resilience and defense and energy um, that you can kind of work your way through. So there's all that stuff there. Like, there's all these little intricate sort of ways that you can customize these characters to make them more powerful and whatnot. But on the other end, the combat is just, like, mindless pressing a button and just mashing that constantly. Yeah. Um, and then once your meter gets up, you're like, all right, well, I'm going to use some meter and burn that now. Yeah. But otherwise, it's just like... Why? And, and why I found myself literally stuff? only burning meter, like to, to get through stuff quicker. Yeah, expedite yeah. like the fucking fight. Like it's not like I'm holding struggle. Uh, yeah, time to use. It's not like you're struggling. Super. Yeah, it'd be like if fucking if fucking Goku walked around and like like was fighting fucking dozens and dozens dozens of those little fucking whatever the fuck they're called, garlic men, and then fucking, like, started just fucking spirit bombing cunts for, like, just to fucking chop through to the next bit. Like, it's like, yeah, okay, fucking spirit bomb. Yeah, okay, instant transmission, Kamehameha, uh, Kamehameha, and then, like, fucking, on to the next bit, and then, like, fucking Cell shows up, and you're like, how the fuck am I gonna beat this cunt? Fucking Cell's, like, fucking teleporting everywhere, and then you're like, ah, oh, right, yeah, fucking spirit bomb. Done. Move on. Next. Like, it's fucking cooked. It's, I'm not wild about how they fucking, uh, 
I stopped playing. I can't do it anymore. I play it multiplayer. I play it in co-op, but I, I okay. don't see right. playing it in co-op with anyone. So yeah, yeah. I think it's. Done. I mean, there's there's some stuff in there that's uh like there's puzzle elements and does like puzzly things in the game that sort of breaks up the combat and whatnot. Um, there are moments in the game where it sort of transitions between set pieces that are really that look nice. Um, have you done the Daredevil stuff yet? No. No, okay. There's some stuff there that later on that looks like looks impressive as it's sort of transitioning between right. different areas and whatnot. So like there's there's things in there that it does, it looks really cool. Um like there's a moment where uh you're you're sort of fight fighting um a villain and uh on Avengers Tower and then eventually it sort of transitions to you getting on an elevator and going up and there's this giant battle sort of happening in the background and, and that's sort of interacting with what you're doing as well. Yeah. Um, so like there's some cool set piece moments in the game but the combat is just like so tedious and boring and like just there's no it, it's trying to give you all these things to do in the combat but you just don't need it like teaming up with your partners and like oh this character over here is doing a special ability press the Y button but it's sort of hard to really notice that like you don't know that that's happening unless you're actually looking at the character screen yeah um, for that to come up and by the time you do it it's like oh that's gone okay cool fair enough um, so yeah I mean I think the game's fine but it's definitely not uh, di- I guess disappointing is probably a word to say yeah a w- way to put it it just feels like it doesn't really know what type of game it wants to be on one hand it's got this like it's trying to tell a Marvel MCU story that's just like finished that was a you know a, a 10 year 20 whatever 20 yeah. plus movie sort of thing and they've got characters from that story in this game you've got people like Nick Fury who the actor or who, they they basically like hey do us give us your best Sam yeah. Jackson impression and then on the other side of the spectrum it's like alright here's Spider-Man but it's Spider-Man from the Marvel um ps4 game yeah. like it's that spider-man yep. and then you've got like a character like uh i don't know vision or something that doesn't really sound like paul bettany's vision or anything like yep. it's just a weird mix of like th- this person over here is doing the the marvel mcu thing this one's doing like a playstation 4 game and then this character is just doing their own thing like completely different here's one over here that you don't even you've never heard of because they're just part of like the comics um yep. It's just like a weird mix of they just don't know really what they want this game to be. There's no yeah coherence to the style. Sure, like it, it doesn't. You you have to pick one, right? Like for as as unenthusiastic as I am about the Avengers game, at least they have fucking defined their style. I think they borrowed too much from how we understand mm-hmm. uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe Avengers. Um, but you know they are sticking they're doing their own version of those characters um i think yeah like i think we said it way back at e3 but they could do yeah. they could do something like insomnia did and make it really make it their own you know make, yeah, make the costumes their own right but yeah marvel ultimate alliance 3 is like we've got all these characters we'll just do a bit of all of them we'll do a bit of this one and this one and yeah that one why the fuck not right like but I think Marvel has, for a long time, really cemented itself 
in that idea of the universes and have you finished it like I don't, I don't know does it get to a point where they're like oh uh yeah these cunts are from earth 616 and these guys from earth 614b and like oh that's what's going on here that's why you're so confused like that's why yeah. everyone looks like they're fucking from a billion different fucking properties or some shit like is, is, is it doing that shit right because i know marvel are yeah. leaning pretty heavily after the success of well maybe not success the critical success of Enter the Spider-Verse. I know they're gung-ho for the fucking multiverse shit, you know, Doctor Strange yeah. and the Marvels of the Multiverse, or whatever the fuck it's called, right? Like, they're yeah. about that shit, right? And, like, you know, they played heavily into it in uh, Far From Home and all that kind of stuff. Like, sure, yeah, like, clearly they're about, they, they love the idea of the multiverse, so maybe, maybe that's what they're driving at. Maybe it's all on purpose. Maybe, yeah. But I'm never going to find out because I can't be bothered fucking playing it. Yeah, and that's strange, right? Is it is it uh, the the Marvel properties? Uh, uh, sorry, the Marvel MCU stuff is sort of toying with the idea of uh, this multiverse stuff. But on the comic side, they've really stepped away from that and they've made it all sort of like flat. Yeah, um, like there was this multiverse stuff, but then they had this big event where it all sort of tied everything together and so but like they you end both up with, like, do that properties. a billion fucking times like dc and marvel both do that yeah. like every fucking six years at this point they're like uh <laughs> yeah it's uh it's infinite crisis uh it's um it's our, our latest fucking civil war or whatever the fuck right they're uniting fucking yeah. experience that brings it all together uh but yeah like, I don't know. It won't last. It will never last. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, like, like, what I'm hoping happens is that Marvel... Is it Marvel Games? Marvel Game Publishing? I can't remember what the, the name of it is. Mm. But the, the, they start doing this, like... This... And we talked about it when the uh, when E3 happened and we saw the... The um, Avengers... The Avengers game from, from Square. Yeah. Uh, sorry, Crystal Dynamics. And, uh, yeah, I hope it is going to be sort of this universe that they're building. Like, hey, here's the Marvel characters and Iron Man and, and Captain America and Hulk and all those guys. And then also, like, Spider-Man is in there, but he's actually part of the same universe. Just separate game. Like, I hope they start doing that sort of stuff. But hopefully whatever is going on with this Switch game is just, like, completely separate yeah. and not... And, like, maybe Marvel had nothing to kind of do with that one. Maybe it was in the works before they decided to put this publishing team together because it sounds like they, they've definitely been hiring people yeah. over at Marvel for this stuff. Yep. Um, and maybe they're going to rein back some of that control because I think, um, yeah, man, like they've conquered the movies completely. Like they're doing things nobody's ever done before. And it's strange that it took them so long to do like a Spider-Man PlayStation 4 game that was good, like really good. Yep. And then, uh, and that's kind of the being it. Like we're not, we don't know what else they've got in the pipeline. So they've got to have something planned. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, yeah. anyway. Yeah, bit of a miss. Um, like it's 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 fine if you if you've got I guess not much to play on a Switch, but mm. it's it's got a lot of problems. Yep. Um, speaking of playing games. Yep. Uh, and speaking of Switch games, Fire Emblem yep. Three Houses or Three Kingdoms or whatever the fuck it's called. Uh, yeah. That was my. You love it. That was my playing game. I did like it's uh we can get a lot of switch hate this week 
Like, are we always? Um, I'm on this podcast, so we're pretty much always. I am so thoroughly disillusioned by my purchase, by that purchase. I mean, I... Did you get pranked by your brother? Is that what's going on? It's been, like, essentially coasting on the goodwill of Breath of the Wild the entire fucking lifespan of the Switch. Like, that's the... I am happy. Breath of the Wild was worth the purchase of a Switch, but as an ongoing device, I am extremely fucking unhappy with it. Um, yeah, no. Um, Fire Emblem, yeah. Rabbids. Rabbids is good. Uh, yeah, that's true. But, like, I wouldn't have bought a Switch for it. It's just nice sure. to have a fucking game that I like on the Switch, mostly. Um, yes, anyway, Fire Emblem. My brother, yes, told me I should get this, and I did, and I don't like it. Though. But, like, everyone on my Twitter, my Twitter was fucking blowing up with this game. They were losing their fucking minds about how good this game was. And I have... This is definitely one of those fucking uh, Mugatu fucking I feel like I'm taking crazy pills moments for me. Because I just don't understand what the fuck the appeal is. I looked into it heavily to try to work out what the fuck people were on about. Uh, I don't usually read reviews before I finish a game or before I am certain I have formed my own opinion on it. Uh, But I... I very quickly, I had a 13 hour plane flight and I put this down after three hours because uh, A, the camera is fucking terrible. Uh, and after. They're having a competition. Yeah, after playing fucking Marvel Ultimate Alliance, I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck is going on here, right? Like, uh, I don't know, like, is this some fucking. some Japanese devs joke that us white cunts don't get? Like, I don't fucking understand. Why these cameras are routinely so bad? Uh, the other one I played was Dragon Quest Builders 2, uh, and also terrible cameras, not as bad, but I think like ultimately it's a bit of a switch thing as well. In that, uh, those thumbsticks are fucking garbage. Um, <laughs> I think the Joy Cons are just the Joy Cons in general, are judging just by terrible. the news recently. Yeah. Um, the reason they're getting sued is because of the thumbsticks in particular, though. But, uh, yeah, they are fucking terrible. Um, anyway, so, Fire Emblem. It's an RPG, a tactics RPG, tactics-style RPG, uh, where you're a dude and, uh, you become a teacher and, uh, you... It's like half dating sim where I don't think you fuck anyone and half (laughs) tactics game. (laughs) Where you spend the rest of it trying to figure out how to. Yeah. Like, when do I... When, when am I going to get to bone someone? Um, like, I don't go in for dating sims. They're not my jam. I don't know why my brother would tell me I should get this. Uh, except for the obvious answer being that he was trolling me. But it's that's, that's, a, that's a fairly fucking dick move, right? Like... Mm. That is a fucking one hell of a stitch up. Um, what if it was me? What if I told him to tell you? I hadn't even considered that, but it does seem plausible to me. That's uh, uh, how deep this thing's going yeah. now. Telling your family members. Yeah, you probably told Fiona to kill my fucking chair as well, you fuck. <laughs> um, anyway... Uh, trying to push that fucking concept out of my head. Um, yeah, like you start off, you do, it's, it's just tactics games. I, I like tactics as a control scheme. Uh, like I, I, 
generally think it works pretty well. Um, it's it's a, a like it's especially good for the mobile that sort of portable platform. Uh, I think it really translates to that. You know where you um you got like a grid and you move people to the grid uh, and like you you manage your grid so that you're trying to get people into range where they can't be damaged immediately and then you can do all your damage all at once. That sort of thing. Like, it makes sense to me. It's always made a lot of sense to me. So, yeah, it, it just sort of translates very quickly for me. I guess, in a way, uh, in a way, auto chess games are sort of very passive tactics style thing, you know? Um because at the end of the day, positioning is king, right? Like positioning in both tactics games and auto chess is is a large portion of why you'll win. Like if it's a 50-50 matchup, your positioning will spot you will win you the game. And um, yeah, t- tactics games, yeah, they're, they're good. Like I really enjoy them. Then like once you've done the fighting, um, and it's mostly about terrain management, as far as I can tell uh, from what I've played a fucking firing, it's mostly about making sure you've got high ground or, you know, XCOM stuff, you know? Um, once you've done all that, you then go and you move to the dating sim portion where you're never going to date anyone, as far as I can tell. Man, there is a chick, M- 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 Miguela or something. I can't remember her name. She's another teacher in this game. She hits on you harder than I've ever seen anyone hit on anyone in my entire life. <laughs> yeah. And, like, she's got a tits out and everything. It's very odd. It's a very odd character to have in a game because apparently you're old enough to be a student. And she's just like, oh, what's going on? You and I should fuck, essentially. And you're like, I'm a new teacher here. And she's like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't ask for your life story. Get your fucking pants off. Right? But you never fuck. Uh, <laughs> and then you've got like all these other characters and you got to learn all about them. You can go fishing and you can have a lunch date with them even though you're a teacher. Uh, and Sounds you, amazing. you got calendars and you got to manage. you got to buy them flowers on their birthdays. you got to like be nice to them and work out what their needs are and all this kind of shit. And there's like fucking 60 fucking billion fucking students at this fucking school and you're going to be fucking best friends with all of them. Uh, and yeah, you pick a pick a house. You pick a house to be, to, to help out like fucking Gryffindor or some shit. And you're like, well, I guess I choose Gryffindor. And then uh, there's two other houses. And from that moment on, there are two other houses just aren't fancy because you picked Gryffindor. You can go black and play it again and, like, pick the other. You can pick fucking Hufflepuff or Slytherin. Uh, Like, you can go and pick those ones if you want. But fucking, you know, how many times are you going to play this fucking game? Um, And, yeah, you do dating sim things. The worst part is, right, you are... Like, you're on the school grounds. This is where the camera really kicks in. Because, fucking hell, it is sets about fucking 30 centimeters from the back of your character's head and it's just following you around and (laughs) honest to god it looks like a first person shooter where your gun instead of having a gun you've got some fucking effeminate like fucking skinny 
dude running around in front of you like just fucking that's your gun because you can't see anything except out of the fucking 12% of the screen that's not taken up by this fucking dude's head you're just like mm. well turn this corner and then you'll turn a corner and this the camera will zoom out and you're like fucking finally here we go um but no it only zooms out to about like fucking four inches further so you just you got about 30 percent total of the screen now instead of about 12 it's better but it's still really bad and then yeah you gotta run around this entire fucking school finding motherfuckers to talk to you Better run to the library. Oh, now I gotta run to the fucking dining hall. Gotta go to the cathedral and see if anyone's up there. Fucking fishing. And then you fucking... You're doing some gardening and all this shit. Then you... Then, once you've done all that, you go out in a battle and nothing you did while it's school appears to have had any fucking impact on anything you're doing in the battle like maybe they level up a bit faster uh and the people that you use the most like get morale boosts uh like if you've you've i I have this one i had this one chick in my class who was very good at fighting in that she would like fucking one shot cunts like she's fucking quonk they'd like get critted and die and then from there, uh, you're like, okay, well, I guess I will use her again, obviously. But then, like, the fucking battle finishes, and she's like MVP, and it's like, her morale can't be any higher, right? So it seems like if they're MVP, it boosts their morale. But I'm not going to use fucking Captain Spanner over here, who fucking, every time he fucking throws a fucking lightning bolt at someone, that does fucking three damage, and then they fucking shoot him with an arrow for 90% of his health. Right? Mm. Like, I've got... I'm playing permadeath mode, because that's a, the extra layer of fucking troll that my brother put on me. Uh, <laughs> and so, like, if anyone dies... So, if anyone loses more than half their health, they run the fucking other way. Right? Because I'm not losing people. Right? Like, I don't give a fuck if they don't have... Like, I have to fight this fucking shit on my own. Right? Nobody's dying in these fucking battles. Um... But then, like, if I just send in Axe Chick, right, and she just crits everyone to death in one hit, why the... Like, why wouldn't I just do that every single time? I don't know. Anyway, so then, yeah, I got my fishing done, and I go back to gardening, and then I got to run around the fucking school and make sure everyone's birthday flowers arrive, and got to talk to them and ask them if they want to join my class, but I don't have high enough stats yet or whatever fucking... I don't know. I just don't give a then fuck. you gotta deal with that teacher that's always going after you. Obviously, the first thing I do anytime I can run around the school is I run directly to her room to see if she's ready to go. <laughs> but, I don't know. Not yet. Uh, yeah. I don't know, man. It's, I just don't get it. Everything yep. I saw out of the reviews was like praising the pacing. And all I could think about was how much I hated the pacing <laughs> they're like it's so great to be able to take the time to you know learn more about your students and uh, really understand what they want and stuff and clearly I had some different idea of what a fucking Fire Emblem game was going to be so like my criticism of it 
it's from the perspective of someone who expected to play some kind of cool tactics RPG. When what I should have been going into it for was some sort of dating sim slash tactics RPG, right? Hmm. And so going in and expecting tactics RPG and getting dating sim is clearly on me, right? The the reality is Fire Emblem isn't a bad game. It's just not my game, not the game for me, right? This doesn't excuse the fucking terrible camera, right? But if you are into a dating sim, then I suppose this would... Like, if you're into those dating sim type of games, like, I think Persona is quite similar, where you're managing... Like, how... Yeah. How am I going to be into... Like... I don't even want to manage my fucking calendar in real life. It's hard. I have. Oh, I just hate it. I hate. I hate managing my own fucking real life calendar, and it's literally the only way I ever get anything done. But like, now I've got to fucking manage the calendar in the fucking game as well. Like, what the actual fuck are they thinking? But yeah, if you're about that shit, then like. Yeah. I think it might be your sort of game. I think the tactics gameplay is quite good. Uh, right? Like, once you're doing that stuff, it's it's quite engaging. And, it, yeah, if, if relationship management shit is your jam, then it seems like it's got what it needs. The camera is inexcusable, but, like, the rest of it seems quite good. I just can't fucking do those games, man. I fucking hate them. Um, Did you ever play Persona 5? Like, for, I don't know... 30 minutes. Right. Then I watch my brother play for an hour and I'm like, no, nah, I'm never going to play this, man. I'm like, fuck this shit. What the fuck? <clears throat> fuck out of here. Yeah. Nah. I don't like this. I, don't, I just don't, I don't like relationship management games. Maybe there's some sort of fucking, maybe like there has to, like they clearly, there's clearly appeal, right? And, I don't know. I, there must be some sort of... There's always w- one way to look at something. There's a perspective that you can adopt. I, like, I, I personally think there's a perspective you can adopt to um, to get yourself in, into anything that's hyper-popular, right? Like, you can always find some way to look at something to make it so that you're about that life, right? Like... I just don't know what it is, right? I never worked it out with Monster Hunter either, right? Like, Monster Hunter is the most immediate, super fucking popular thing that uh, I just don't fucking understand how people could enjoy it. But, yeah, like, I don't know, man. Like, if anyone listening knows how I'm supposed to look at a fucking relationship management, calendar management game, like... Because obviously the the way I, the, even the way I describe it right like calendar management is clearly not uh, positive right it's not I'm not framing it in a positive light because I don't think of it in a positive way right if you can frame it in, in a positive light if there's some sort of fucking way to explain it that is gonna fucking get me across the line then yeah let me know one hundred percent I would love to hear it but it just doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't exist for me. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, so, yeah, that was a big waste of time on the plane. Um, so, the other thing I did on the plane was watched The Boys. And it's a new TV show at our Amazon Prime. Um, 
It is based on a comic book by the same name. I've read I read the comic book fucking yonks ago, yonks and yonks ago. Uh, I was stoked to see this was getting a uh, a TV series because uh, I think it's got. I, I don't. I couldn't really imagine how they're going to make it into a TV series because I was still stuck in like a old school mindset of what is allowed on a fucking TV screen. But uh, yeah. we're in a post Game of Thrones world, uh, and so you can do whatever fuck you want on television now. So uh, yeah. Boys is fucking amazing. It just fucking holy shit. It just goes direct for the fucking throat. Uh, yeah, it goes basically to the source materials. Like we can do that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it does. It does change a bunch of stuff from the source material. It's been a while since I read the boys, but uh, yeah, it's, it's it changes a bunch of stuff. But it's all awesome changes. Like all the changes, I think are fucking fantastic. And yeah, it tells this fantastic story. Uh, it's based mm. in a world where superheroes exist. And they might not be the best people. Uh, you know, They're all dickheads. They're all kind of dickheads, yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, it goes from there. And fuck, it's good. It's so good. Uh, I yeah, smashed all of it. And then on the way, the other thing I did on the plane was played Underlords, but we can talk about that in a little bit. Yeah. Because... Like now? Oh, why is the Blackout Club on here? Oh, okay, Blackout Club. Um... Because I, I didn't talk about it last week. Uh, I listened to you speak about the game. Sure. Uh, I will say that I my thoughts are pretty similar to yours in terms of... Um, for people who didn't know, Blackout Club is a, um, a survival survival horror. I guess it's a survival horror. Yeah. Um, co-op game, or it can be a co-op game. Yep. Um, where you're playing a bunch of, as a bunch of kids who sort of like the the town has been taken over by some sort of weird cults supernatural thing, yeah yeah thing um and anyway uh the first sort of level that we played um well i guess to start off at the very beginning the game gives you a tutorial and you have to play about 15 20 minutes before like it's telling you all the basics and whatnot and eventually it chucks you into this like sort of sandbox sandbox world and it's like go find these uh um you know these things out in the world that you need to to collect and then sometimes it'll lead you to the next objective other times like all right that's kind of all you need to do for this mission go to the exit and um yeah it's just like weird pacing um to start off with it's like you're sort of scared for the actual monsters and weird creatures that are in the world like fuck there's this giant thing that's chasing me and i don't know what it's gonna do like that thing is terrifying but then eventually like after the first mission like oh none of this really matters like it's just sort of loses that appeal of having to stealth around because it you can just kind of get caught and then run away sort of reminds me of like payday (laughs) when you'd work out that like there were missions like some missions you absolutely had to stealth your way through but there were some missions like I, i remember there was one where um, it's like rob some ATMs. Yeah. Right, and you could you could stealth that. Uh, it was yeah. tricky, but you could stealth it, and you could get away with a bunch of money, or you could just walk in, shoot the fucking shopkeeper in the head, and, and start like breaking open these fucking ATMs, and like the cops would come, and you'd fight your way out, and it'd be fine, and yeah, you would like, just it would be way faster than trying to stealth your way through you know like it had just and so essentially it'd be more efficient than trying to stealth your way through because you just fucking 
blast your way through shit, get to the exit, and then like on you go. The, yeah. Sorry, you. Were, but the difference the difference is that that game like it gives you the options and the 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 reward for doing that is either getting like different types of money out of it yeah, or like um, even if you do take the 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 easier option the easier option being the going guns blazing like there's still a challenge there of having to deal with the cops and the getaway the repercussions show up immediately sure yeah like it takes time right yeah. whereas in the blackout club you kick a door down grab the thing and then just leave like the mission's over in 15 seconds yeah. as opposed to being like oh i gotta go find the lock pick and lock pick to open the door or climb through a window on the second story like you can do it like that or just kick the door in and then just leave yeah yeah <laughs> it's just no like there's no reason to do any of this stuff um and then once you kind of figure out that like you can sort of get caught by these creatures and really not have any ramifications about that happening yeah. just kind of run away it's yeah like after that first mission it just turned into a it turned in from a survival horror game into a a fetch quest game yeah wasn't even scary anymore yep uh, yeah, yeah. It's it's just I think the execution of it is not great from what we played. Yeah, um, that first that first one that we played together was fucking funny as fuck though. Uh, like I had a lot of fun. That was goofy. Mm. Like it was just fucking wild. We were fucking up all over the place. And then yeah, once we worked out that it didn't have to be like that. Yeah, yeah. The, everything we were doing didn't really matter, so we could just do it anyway. Yeah. Like, oh, we've got to stealth through all these things and watch out for the drones, the security drones, and the cameras everywhere. And eventually it's just like, nah, fuck it, let's just run just through. Fucking... Like, we, we could just run through because it didn't really matter yeah. anymore. Um, hmm. Yeah, like, it's got an interesting idea and a premise and this sort of uh, co-op-based single-player, or sorry, co-op-based story that's trying to tell Yeah. Um, as you progress through. But it's still, like, there just doesn't seem to be any reason to do it. Like... The challenge like, doesn't You compare exist. that to the forest. Yeah. And like the story, like that thing is trying to tell, like it's just not even on it. You know what? The forest is a level. really fucking good comparison because it's, it's about stakes, you know, like the stakes in the forests are high. Like leg stakes. Stakes and legs. Yeah. Yeah. Like that you can eat. Um, yeah. No, the stakes are high in the forest. You know, you feel like, you know, if you were to die, you'll, drop all your shit uh you've like worked pretty hard to get it you'll respawn somewhere nowhere near where you are at the moment all that kind of stuff it's going to be a real setback whereas if you die in the blackout club you don't really lose anything you become a a tool for the entity that is very easy to like fucking get back uh like you get captured by the entity entity i don't it's not called the entity that's the dead by daylight thing isn't it um but yes. yeah, you get caught by the fucking monster and you are a tool for the monster and then someone can get you back pretty easily and then away you go, right? Like it doesn't... Yeah, there's no stakes for failure. Um, whereas in the forest, there are huge stakes. Yeah, it's a good, good comparison. Hmm. Yeah. Anyway, it, it didn't click with me. Blackout Club did not click with me no. at all. We, like, we played a couple of missions and like two of them were pretty similar to each other like yeah. grab the research or grab the evidence yeah. and then leave yeah 
I'd so I like I did, it didn't feel like it's trying to tell this this overall story. At least that's what I feel like it's trying to do. But mm. I didn't get the sense of a story. No. Yeah. Shut up, cat. So it was weird. Anyway. 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 All right. I don't know if we're jumping back into that at some stage or like what the vibe is, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'd like to see what it's like with a human uh, monster, but I don't care that much to get to it. So yeah. Anyway, all right. Underlords played a lot on Underlords. Played a lot of Underlords. I installed it on my phone. Yes, you did. Uh, That's where I've been playing it. We we went to we've we've been in LA. We went to LA. Uh, we talked about the flights. I was playing Underlords on the flight once I got sick of uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance, the bad camera games. And once I uh, finished all of the boys, I started playing Underlords on my phone. And uh, that's a killer way to kill a bunch of fucking time. That is a fantastic way to kill some time. Um, but we played even more. We were staying at the glorious airport Marriott uh, in the middle of... The five-star. In the middle of absolutely nowhere in uh, LA. Oh, it, was, it was near um, uh, In-N-Out Burger. It was near... An- and six Starbucks. Yes. Uh, there was a Starbucks in the hotel itself, and there was at least another, yeah, uh, 16 Starbucks within a two-block radius. Uh, and we went to a shopping center and there was literally three Starbucks that we could see. There were two two Starbucks out on the road and then we went into the shops and there was a, a Starbucks in the shop itself. Like, like in the grocery. Like in the, 50 in the, meters from each other. Yeah. And yeah, you could literally walk, step out of the shop and there was another Starbucks. Like, amazing. Uh... Anyway, uh, yeah, so we went to we went to the shops to go get some stuff, to go get some lunch. Uh, we landed at six in the morning and uh, didn't get to the hotel until about, what was it, like nine-ish? Yeah, about nine-ish. Uh, was it? Yeah, yeah 8.30-ish. Yeah. Um, we had to wait for my bags, remember? Uh, my bags. So I don't have oh, fancy fucking filthy fast bag. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, so we got to the hotel, checked in immediately, which is pretty cool. I got a good room. Luke got fucked. Uh, apparently fucking platinum status doesn't carry to the fucking hotels. Uh, <laughs> so suck shit. And um, yeah, uh, kill time until 11. Went for a walk. Um, suddenly... I don't know, it was like 35 degrees and it was only about an hour away to get to the very close in and out burger. Uh, <laughs> so that was, that was a good way to kill a bunch of time. Uh, we walked past the in and out burger and to the shops uh, to buy some bottles of water because in my room, uh, I didn't want to drink out of taps because uh, our old mate Ben McKelvey, um, he, he stayed at that hotel when that lady died in the fucking water tower on top of it. And, yeah. And he has always, always talked about how he's convinced he drank dead body water. Uh, so I can't do it anymore. I don't drink out of the taps in hotels. Not in America anyway. Uh, um, anyway, so yeah, I went, went to buy some bottles of water. Uh, the bottle of water that I was selling in my room was $5. Uh, 
Um, we got six bottles of the same size for what was it like two bucks fifty or something? Two dollars seventy or something. Yeah, um, we got six bottles each. Uh, we got some fucking snacky snacks. Got way too many fucking corn chips. Some uh, <laughs> way too many. Yeah, like half a liter of fucking guacamole for some reason. Um, <laughs> half a liter of fucking tomato salsa. Uh, that I think was like fifty percent water. And uh, four liters of mixer of of Coke, and then uh, yeah. went and got our In and Out Burger. In and Out Burger, I love In and Out Burger. As always, it's about price to quality. It is McDonald's prices, but much higher quality, uh, much better uh, burger. So uh, yeah, got a good burger. Got my animal fries. Uh, Sat there, made Luke go and order because I, I snagged the table and then Luke went and ordered. Realized afterwards because Luke doesn't know what the secret menu in, entails uh, at In Out Burger. I should have, I should have, like, if you, if we had been, if our roles had been switched, if you had known all of the fucking details about how to order a fucking In Out Burger and I had been the one going to order, you would have been all like, oh, yeah, get me some um, manimal fries and uh, an elephant burger. And so I'd be like, what? And then you'd be like, yeah, it's on the secret menu. You just go and fucking order it. And then I'd be like, okay. And I'd get to the counter. I'd be like, yeah, I'd like some animal fries and an elephant burger. And they'd, be, they'd look at me like I was a fucking moron. What I should have done is said exactly that. I should have given you some fucking whack shit to order to really fuck <laughs> with you. But I don't know. I don't prank. You're not that quick. I don't prank, you know? Like, yeah, there was definitely some of that, like, on the fucking ride home I realised what I should have said you know oh, the jerks still called and they're all out of you um, that's what I should have done but anyway had a burger only about 50 minutes walk home from there um, stopped at a liquor store real close to the hotel and uh, that's when I realised that Luke had gotten the corn chips in his bag the corn chips and the M&M's in his classic carry bag, and he'd saddled me up with half a litre of fucking guacamole and four litres of fucking Coke to carry all the way fucking back for fucking an hour. And I'm so, I'm fucking walking here like my arms getting, literally getting longer as like, just from the fucking weight. I'm like, why? Why is this so heavy? Because I had figured that not like, you know, being not a fuckhead, Luke had put one bag, one bottle of Coke in one bag and one in the other. It's a, a bit of weight I didn't distribution. Pack it. I didn't pack you know? it. Nah, nothing like that. Someone not, pack it not from old Luke. Nah, he's, he's giving me the old fucking everything fucking bag and he's carrying nothing. Yeah. He's carried like, he keeps it in the bag and it's fucking, it weighs nothing. Right? Like, Jeez. I nearly fucking threw the thing when I took it off him. It's fucking... Whoa, what's going on here? Fucking working out. Fucking absolutely. To be fair, you're the one that made us walk fucking two hours to go get lunch. What did you have going on? What else were you going to do? Let's go to watch some sports. Sports, sports. sports. Yeah. Nothing but baseball and NFL, my friend. Uh, Good luck. pretty bad. Anyway, so, uh, so we get back to the hotel at like, what, midday? Been up, been after midday, like closer to one because of all the walking. Right. Uh, one, yeah. yeah, I had sunburn. I I was sunburned, probably because I'd spent two hours in the sun. But <laughs> whatever. Um. Yeah. Get back to the hotel. 
Uh, we got some time to kill. Uh, so we... Because it's a free day, basically. It's a free day, yeah. Um, and, yeah, just want to stay awake until 10pm. That's the rule. Got the booze into my room and just started playing fucking Underlords. We just fucking churned out a shit ton of Underlords. Uh, and we watched some movies. We watched... What did we watch? We watched... Ragnarok? Thor Ragnarok, Jane Silent Bob, and... Basketball. Basketball. Yeah. Good stuff. Well, all while playing Underlords. Uh, it was a good combo of movies. Uh, but the Underlords, man. Holy shit. I have never... I'm, I'm, I'm chalking it up to um, jet lag. You know what I'm chalking up to? What? Uh, just, it's harder to play on mobile. It's definitely harder to play on mobile. I've definitely noticed there is a significant input lag. Um, there are occasions where it just won't like do what I've told it to do. I'll like tell it to buy something and I'll need to tap it a couple of times. Uh, I have to be really careful when it doesn't want to re-roll in those instances. Cause I've definitely yeah. double tapped and it's double inputted and then re-rolled past. Like you get that fucking three frames and you can see the one piece that you need to like finally get your two star tide hunter or whatever the fuck you're like no don't leave me and away it goes um yeah anyway this was pre the latest patch uh and yeah we were just i mean it's it's just good fun playing with someone else in the same room or even on discord like being able to chat to someone because uh, you can like commiserate being shit together, which we were doing a lot of. <laughs> yeah. Because we were losing a lot. Uh, I I was at the point where I was I was like, if I fucking if I come eighth again, I'm uninstalling this fucking game. Uh, <laughs> we, we 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 were doing really bad. Like I got eighth I, I twice think... in a row. I think it was fucking awful. <laughs> I lost two levels in fucking the space of like fucking one hour. We yeah we. By the time we'd finished our entire session, I must have lost like three levels, three or four levels. Yeah. It was disgusting. We were just fucking woeful. It was not good. It was not a good look for us. But uh, yeah, anyway. Um, it was good fun though. That's the thing, right? Like, it didn't matter that we were losing. Because uh, yeah, I mean, we were also drinking, which helped. And uh, yeah, we were drinking Jib Beam because I wanted, uh, I said this on Discord, but I wanted three monkeys uh, and Luke wanted Jack Daniels. And so, yeah. What's three monkeys? It's that uh, blended whiskey right? Uh, that I pointed out at the first shop. Yeah, clearly. Um, and you wanted Jack Daniel, uh, Daniels. And, uh, and so, so we went with Jim. Well, yeah, we got something neither of us wanted. So that's good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a happy compromise is one where nobody's happy. Uh, yeah. yeah. And yeah, so we, we hammered all that. Uh, not all of it. There's a tiny bit left. Uh, I brought it home with me because you declined to take it with you back to your room because you hate it that much. Uh, but next time you come over, I'm going to make you drink it. So, oh, cool. Did you just get cat attacked? What? Was that cat on your lap the whole time or did it just run up? No, she was there. Okay. She's leaving. Right here. All right. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I uh I had a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun with Underlords, even though we were losing a lot. Uh, mostly just yeah, you, like I think when you're playing with other people who are in earshot, 
you can trash talk. Yeah, right? and you can also talk about strategies and like yeah. just getting fucking pummeled by some random dude. Swear at least for stealing all my fucking primordials. <laughs> yeah, that's like it's good. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, like like I lost. We both lost so many levels. Yeah. We were just getting stomped, <laughs> and I, I definitely feel like it's harder to play because. Um, like on PC, you can really uh, switch between like characters quickly, like move things around on your your um, your board. You can look at what the other players are doing oh, and try and get an idea of what they're picking. Drag and drop, and accidentally put a like swap a person. Yeah, or something. swap something or put someone in the wrong spot. Or yeah, it happens way too often on mobile. Uh, they need to do something about that pretty hard. Yeah, yeah. at least on the phone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I've I've got back and I've played a couple of games since then, mm. and then I'm back up to just about where I was when I started the other yeah. day. Because uh, I'm like, oh my god! Like I won like two of my first games. It was just like back up straight. <laughs> like I'm in casual league, just stomping people. Like, All right, here we go. Cool. You're playing in the back. It's the hyperbaric, hyperbolic time chamber. Mm. To squeeze another Dragon Ball Z reference into this podcast. Um, so the new update is out. The head-to-head update is out, and uh, I played one game of it. I played. I immediately. I didn't come last, which is nice, but I came to second last. It was. It shouldn't have gone down the way it did. I was on the cusp of my big turnaround, but there's a real ramp up of uh, of how much fucking damage you take in this one. Um, you start off and you don't take any damage at all for a real long time. Like you take fuck all. It's like the first ten rounds, I think. Yeah, like you just fucking you can get away with losing quite a bit in the first couple of rounds in, in that, um, in the new update. Now, the way it works is every person playing, play like direct head to heads, another player. And when it's uneven, they, someone fights a clone. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's such a good, it's such a good change. I, I mean, I said it fucking yonks ago that it was something that they needed to do, uh, immediately as soon as possible and yeah it's worked out really well uh it's still no uh 1v1 i i'd love to do a 1v1 but uh like it's okay it's fine um yeah you don't take a lot of damage uh early on now and but by the time you get past like uh level sorry wave 20 Hmm. you take a fucking ton uh i lost i lost uh from 21 health to zero uh, I lost exactly 21 health, which hurts even more. But there's, um, it's it's because what's happening is uh, losers get free rerolls, which means there's a significant ramp up now. Um, there's a significant ability to really churn through a lot of fucking units real quick, and it's fine mm-hmm. early on uh, when when we're talking about going from one star to two star very quickly, um, and it. it changes the way you look at economy management a tiny bit but once you get past probably level 15 uh we're not talking about like losers are are cycling through and finding themselves the pieces they need to get fucking three stars before fucking like wave 20 and suddenly they're just fucking huge they just hit fucking hard and you if you don't have those three star pieces if you happen to like i lost until I think like round seven in the game I played and then I won. Uh, I won my AIs. I won 
uh, everything until I think it was like, not everything. I was like, actually, that's the worst thing is that I wasn't winning past the um, three um, win streak. I wasn't like, I'd win th right. three games and then lose and three games and lose. and uh, So I wasn't getting, like, my economy wasn't fucking wild. wasn't out of control good. But, um, like, I had a lot. I had a lot of money. Uh, I was doing okay in my net worth. I think I was, like, third in net worth or something like that. But, um, yeah, and I was winning AIs, but I just, yeah, they had a bunch of three stars, and I only had two stars. I think I had one. I had tiny three star by the time, by that last round I had. And uh, he's not really a heavy hitter. He's sort of a CC in a tank. And... Mm. Yeah, I just couldn't put enough fucking hurt on these three stars to actually get them off the fucking board. Um, so I wiped out the rest of it. Well, not everything, but like a lot of the rest of what they had. But yeah, these three stars, they fucking hurt. Three stars, they really ramped up the amount of damage three stars do in Underlords. Um, they are a significant... Like getting a three star is a huge fucking boon now over getting two stars. What they're trying to do is incentivize people to go for the three star as opposed to staying with multiple two stars uh, yeah. which is a very like common tactic two stars. yeah very common tactic in a lot of chess um, they're trying to disincentivize people from doing that and, and it works uh, they hit harder they uh, they last longer and yeah when they actually do physical damage to your player character yeah they fucking wallop and so yeah I just got fucking wanked uh, which hurt because yeah if it had just been 20 damage if I'd had one health left, I reckon I could have fucking turned that shit around. I was on the, I was right there. I was right yeah. there. I just turned my razor into a level three. I had needed one more slark to go level three slark, and I had the fucking um, eighty plus eighty attack speed. Daedalus, is it? No, moonshot, moonshot. I had the moonshot on the fucking level two stark and ready to go level three. That thing was just gonna fucking rip shit hmm. up, um, but. Yeah, and I was like, I still had a fuck ton of economy as well. I hadn't spent all my money. I just didn't think that I could take twenty one fucking damage in one round. Um, so yeah, that, that was that was a rough way to go out, but whatever. Uh, I yeah. really like the update. I really like it. I think it's a really fucking top notch uh, change. Yeah, uh, yeah, that free reroll thing is interesting. Yeah. Like it's the uh, it's the the comeback mechanic of that they ditched a couple of weeks back where. Um, like losing streaks they mm. kind of nerfed that <clears throat> but instead now they've got the free reroll which is basically 10 heroes like if you lose you can cycle 10 heroes yeah that's huge yeah I, I, I wonder if they change it again and maybe just make it one gold instead of free that might um. be like a like a cheap like a discount because um, free seems like a lot um, you can make I, like, one gold and then with um, that global that makes re-rolls one gold cheaper it'd be free that'd be good a free re-roll free re-roll yeah yeah that'd be good that's a, that's probably a good thing I do think it's quite powerful at the moment yeah because I wasn't really I didn't know I just played a game before we started recording I just wanted to jump and check it out yeah and uh yeah it was like a big surprise be like oh okay I basically can cycle 10 heroes here yeah uh like I get like, oh, there's nothing on my board that I can choose. I'm going to not spend any money. Oh, but actually, I get a free reroll. So I can just free reroll and then be like, oh, okay, 
here's two more characters like i just got two level twos yeah cool <laughs> it's it seems really strong there's a there's a significant amount of ramp of power yeah so i think they uh i think one gold would be good yeah and then up it to two for the next one um just to have a little bit of incentive because at the moment it's literally just a free roll and you may as well do it like you could literally lose a get lose a, a round get like three heroes in that you need in that first roll and then free re-roll and then go again like you were picking up so many characters so quickly it just seems like it's too much at the moment um so yeah i think they'll probably change that at some stage or at least balance it a little bit more maybe they'll just completely remove it who knows um but yeah there's some good stuff in there like new new we- new weapons and yeah. uh, like i immediately grabbed one of them which was a a helm that yeah fucking your hero Drew had to fucking stay alive two of them. Seconds. they were disgusting he it's had stupid. two of them i fucking i think it was like fucking wave fucking 8 or some shit it was yeah goofy no it must i had two wave of them as 11, well. wave 11 holy fuck man they were out of control like it, it just when you think he's fucked yeah. You know what I would do? I, I would I, I stuck one on my um slark mm. at the start of the game and I stuck the other one on my tank and then the tank just stands there, my tank dies, but they're still hitting him because he's alive for another four seconds, so alright, free hits, so there you go. Um They should yeah. once they die they shouldn't draw aggro. They should still be able to do damage. They shouldn't mm. draw aggro, I think. Um The other one the one I had was the knife. That has a twenty percent chance of gold. Ah, uh, when you kill someone, yeah, I put that in my. F- I, had, I was going for brawny because uh, they yeah, changed that the seems like, interesting. Globals. That seems good. They changed a lot of the globals, yeah, uh, and so now the brawny global. Uh, sorry, the sorry they changed a lot of the alliances, and now the brawny alliance is like the what the brawny global used to be, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. So I was going for as many brawnies as I could, and I was just beefing up this fucking uh, juggernaut. And yeah, uh, yeah, I put the fucking knife on him, and uh, he was just—I think he was at like fucking twenty-three kills Mm -hmm. uh, by like wave ten or something. He was just fucking chunky as fuck, and uh, yeah, then he was also like the last one alive when anyone else was. Like everyone else is on like a bee's dick, so he just like start going in, chopping, and like building his health up even further. And I was getting a bit of extra gold and stuff. It was pretty fucking good. Um, yeah, that's that's yeah. I like I like a lot of what they've done there. They made it so uh, primordials had primordials and brawnies, uh, and the primordials now spawn eidolons as their default alliance buff. Um, they're pretty fucking pretty pretty good uh if you can get four of them on deck you can really start to like put out some extra hurt for no reason um i won a couple of fucking rounds just because my eidolons stayed on i don't think i don't think i did any damage i don't think eidolons do any damage uh but yeah they're still good yeah damage to play a character i mean yeah good stuff what's up right Nothing. I was trying to figure, like, what was the brawny change? 
Brawny is now like the global. Uh, every kill they get, they get plus 30 or plus 60, depending on... So Yeah, but did they remove the yeah, global? Yeah, they, they must have. I, was, right. I, I didn't see the global. Yeah. Um, yeah, they changed a lot of them. Uh, assassins, in addition to the existing bonus level 3, they now get puppet sand, basically. Uh, although, like, by the time you've got fucking 9, who gives a fuck? What's the other one where... By the time you got nine, what the fuck is the point? Elusive. Elusive. Yeah. What the fuck? All units gain 70 plus 75%. Well, okay, so what one character, one alternative character is going to get plus 75% evasion? Is there anyone that I can think of that would dramatically benefit from that? I suppose Slark. Slark would be goofy. But you'd also have nine other fucking elusives, so... Mm. Yeah. You'd basically be building to make the ultimate slark. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, good changes. Uh, well, interesting changes. Yeah. Uh, to keep it fresh. Yeah. It's good. It is, it is good. And yeah, the head-to-head stuff. Poaching knife. That's the one I had. The quick hero has a 30% chance of producing one gold when they kill an enemy. Ah, uh, there we go. And attacks against units with less than 20% health crit for 200% damage. So yeah, Jugnaut was literally just spinning through like cunts and murdering all of them. Mm. It was sick. That's why I was convinced that it was going to change because I was going to, if I could survive one more wave, I was going to be able to get Disruptor and I wanted to see if it would automatically double the amount of health my Jug had because I still had an Axe and I still had a Beastmaster who wasn't doing a lot, but... Um, yeah, this jug was so fucking buffed that it didn't fucking matter. And I just wanted to put the disruptor on to see what it would do, to see how much more health he would have. Because um, yeah, he might have been that might have been the fucking all the difference, but just shy, just short of it, so close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah, some good stuff there. Um, what was I going to say? They've uh, they made some changes to the way the ranking uh, ranking system works. Yeah, uh, like people were part partying up and sort of just power leveling, I guess. Right. Um, so yeah, not us. Some good <laughs> power de leveling. <laughs> yeah, or well, power de leveling <laughs> is, I guess, the way you could do it. <laughs> as well um so they now show you rank points so you can get an idea of whether or not you're about to rank up or rank down and the other change that i saw which i was like oh that's pretty cool is where was it um oh sorry what i was going to say was the the head-to-head stuff i think that that the way it's sort of being portrayed at the moment could be better how do you mean um i don't like that it's got your the game sort of starts off with a round and it's like, oh, here's the actual ranking of each player, right. like first to last, like first to eighth. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it moves everybody and like, like it's just like, it's always constantly changing. There's got to be a better way to portray that information. Right. Like as soon, cause as soon as that round starts, you don't have an idea of who's maybe some like sort an of easy like grasp of who's head first to head and who's last. Or whatever. Yeah. Like, you're playing somebody, but it's like, oh, you've got to then look at their number and be like, all right, where are they? Like, are they actually first or are they coming, like, seventh? Like, who the fuck am I playing right now? Yeah. All you're really looking at is a number. Yeah. I don't think that's a really good indication of um, 
like who you're up against mm. really it can be hard to tell true yeah I think that could be displayed better or something uh, I don't know but yeah fair enough that was just the thing I noticed when I was playing that quick 20 minute game anyway cool still digging it um, I'm definitely trash on mobile but I'm, I'm a lot better on, on PC yeah yep alright should we move on Call of Duty Modern Warfare um, you and I had the chance to go over and check out the multiplayer reveal for this yes um, the only two I guess media in Australia that had a chance to go over yep um, they know I think it's pretty they safe to. S- they sent the gap over they're like who they can said- fucking who's gonna who's capable of previewing <laughs> Call of Duty multiplayer who amongst all mm. of Australia can actually put this one together? And they're like, there's a podcast. It is wildly unpopular, but they are the fucking best. They are absolute fucking dickheads, but they are the greatest multiplayer players out of all of the press. So sweaty. In, in Australia and possibly, no, definitely the world. And Probably uh, the world. Yeah, and that's and that's... No, they sent us an email saying exactly that. We told them it was a bit harsh to call us dickheads, but uh, eventually we got, you know, we, we, we came to an arrangement. They would put us <laughs> yeah. up in the airport. You put Marriott. us up in the, the hotel? Find, the airport? Find, find the worst airport hotel you can and put us up. Uh-huh. And uh, we're there. And uh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> We we away we go. That's all it takes. Yep, that's all it takes. People baby. call us corrupt all the time. It's taking all that money. You know, it's it's tough. It's tough taking all that money uh, in 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 the form of hotels next to an airport. Um, but you know, someone's gonna. It's out there for the taking. You know, who else? It might as well be us. Um, yeah, anyway. Uh, multiplayer reveal event. Yeah, we were the only two Australian press on deck. Uh, there were about, I want to say like 100? Yeah, probably about 100 yeah. plus. Um, 100 plus people, like other press. Maybe more. Yeah. I want to, I wanna, like, I want to go for about 100. Um, like, that's that, that would be my guess. Based on the amount of people sitting in the presentation yeah I'm trying to think probably about 100 150 somewhere around there yeah uh and uh yeah it was um they weren't ready for us even a little bit but it kicked off uh with a presentation it kicked off with actually a um a lot of standing in the sun uh I think they felt I hadn't gotten enough of a sunburn the day before. <laughs> the, the day before. Yeah. They heard about a long journey to get there. Yeah, and the long journey to in and out burger. Like, mm. these dudes need a bit more sun. Uh, no, it started off with a presentation. It was a good presentation, actually. Um, I really like the trailer. It's got Enter Sandman. It's a good rendition. Uh, I have one one thing that I would change, but uh, I have to do it in Adobe Premiere, and I'll do it myself. Um it was just driving me nuts that they didn't do it because they showed it to us twice in the space. Like they showed it at the start of the presentation and again at the end. And the first time I watched it, I'm like, would it be better? And then the second time I watched it, I'm like, it'd so be better if they did it this way. Anyway, um, 
But also, when they did show us that second time, I looked at you and was like, is this the same trailer? Mm. But I appreciated it the second time because the first time, the audio guy blew out the fucking oh, yeah. speaker on it or something. <laughs> and it was really distorted. Yep. And it was driving me nuts. And then the second time, it sounded fucking sick. It, it sounded, sounded so good. Really I was like, good, yeah. all right, yeah. this is good. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's... Um, it's mostly just showcasing the the multiplayer. Yeah, it's got entertainment and playing, um, and yeah, it's a, it's a good. The presentation itself, they were sort of taking us through um, their mentality behind you know getting to the place where they're currently at with modern warfare, right. um, getting to a state that where modern warfare feels like a Call of Duty game, but is so much more than just a Call of Duty game, um, and and all that kind of stuff. They went on and on about making the guns feel right, which I didn't think was really a multiplayer presentation factor, to be honest. Uh, it didn't really feel like something you would... It's a multiplayer feel event, you know? Like, that's... That's not what I would be talking about, right? Like, it's very sure. important in a Call of Duty game that the guns feel correct, but that's a single-player reveal type Thing to me but it didn't matter it was still yeah, it was interesting right like I was interested and uh, and, and I thought it was a, a good chat it just I was itching to go fucking play it and uh, if I could go back in time I would very much prefer to have the extra 15 minutes to play more of the fucking game than to listen to them how they went and did a boot camp to get the fucking guns right or whatever the fuck right like yeah i think what they were trying to drive at though is the uh the whole notion of moving from a hit scan game to having like physical bullets which is something they put in the last game yeah um but this is obviously on that new engine and then also adding the bullet penetration stuff i think that's what they were kind of trying to get to with it um but maybe they just talked about it a bit too much yeah they did too much establishing of the concept uh without when they could have just fucking said it sure i think the thing was that uh to me it felt like we were watching an online stream yeah like we were the practice run for the online stream i've not watched the online stream that that happened uh this morning yeah so i don't know if um we were like a, a warm-up round. Right. Because um, remember when we did Borderlands uh, a couple months, two months back, mm. and uh, they did something similar where media sat in that hall and they basically ran through the um, the presentation, which was the stream presentation, the, the actual global reveal. Mm. We were kind of the, the test audience. Um, yeah. This felt like the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. Um, I wasn't a fan of it. I also wasn't a fan of... Uh, I was sitting on, like, half a fucking chair. Just the chick next to me, right? I don't know what she was doing, but she was definitely taking up more than her chair. And she didn't need to be. So I couldn't... Under- Maybe she just didn't really like the dude on her right. But we were basically sitting on top of one another. And then I was sitting on top of you... And then I think everyone from your left seemed fine. So I was like the meat in a sandwich that I didn't want to be a part of, essentially. <laughs> while Metallica was playing well, in the background. Well, yeah. <laughs> it was, you know, it was weirdly erotic. Um, mm. 
And then, yeah, they finally let us go fucking play the game. Um, which was good. Like, yeah, we went straight for the fucking PC section. There was a PS4 section uh, for a bunch of people who would absolutely setting themselves up to fucking lose. Because um, Call of Duty Modern Warfare has inbuilt uh, fucking crossplay. Crossplay. It's been built from the ground up. They directly said to us they they said they knew before they even started that they were building this game to ha- have crossplay so it's everything has been built with crossplay in mind yeah uh, which is weird because they they actually said in our interview they'd been working on crossplay for a couple of years yeah uh and it's crossplay is only something that's sort of coming to the fruition like the last couple of months yeah like this year it's kind of been the big one yeah um, so yeah, it seems like they were pretty adamant of having it in there. Yeah, I wonder they, if it was they like basically maybe said a... they had crossplay working in development like two or three years ago. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I wondered if they maybe had like next generation plans type thing. They were starting on getting it working for a next generation or something. Hmm. And, and the dude said like, yeah, it was easy to switch on. Yeah, wait. Like it's that notion way like that thing we've heard. thought it was going to be. Yeah, like what what uh when accidentally Fortnite switched yeah. it on, like yeah. they were basically saying the same thing, like, yeah, it was super easy to to do. Yeah. We, and we've had it running for like two or two or three years now. Yeah. Um it's it's a pretty huge deal. But yeah, the fact that it's been built from the ground up with crossway in mind is a huge deal as well. And um yeah, the idea that we were playing in the same room as a bunch of people who were actively desiring controllers to play a <coughs> first person shooter against some extremely sweaty idiots uh they had no idea like that was the other thing right i don't think it was well i don't like i very much appreciate my time uh spent with the game i had a great time uh and uh i i think the event was good and Sure. I don't want them to think I'm not grateful for the opportunity to play, but I do not think it was run very well uh, from a fucking scheduling perspective, nor was it run very well from a fucking... Just, like, the standpoint of putting a bunch of people who may have never seen a fucking Call of Duty game in their life Mm. up against... uh, three dudes who have clearly played literally every Call of Duty game ever. Uh, a lot of shooters. E- even the really bad ones. Yeah. Um, like, it just didn't... Did, like, th- they literally set the six people across the table from us up to get fucked. And <laughs> we fucked the shit out of them. It was disgusting. It was gross. <laughs> It was honest to God gross. There was one game where I had 23 kills. Muzel, we were playing, Elliot was uh, was our third Aussie. Um, Muzel had 23 kills. You had fucking 19 kills. And the highest kills in the team uh, was, I think it was like fucking nine. Yeah. And he had, well, they had fucking 14 deaths. And everyone else on their team had fucking 14 plus deaths. And it's just like, what is going on? It was was terrible. Holy shit. Uh, Like, we were... We could not kill them fast enough. 
Like, you could not... Like, Elliot's there trying to fucking record some footage of some kill streaks, But he couldn't, like... He couldn't slow us down, right? We're trying to fucking record some stuff as well. The Spanish dudes are on our fucking Maybe table. Maybe trying to screw with him. Well, yeah, <laughs> we may, may have been trying to fuck him as well. But, like... We had to do something to keep ourselves entertained. Because, Jesus Christ, we were fucking... It was, like, automatic. Like... I definitely caught a couple of people who were just like looking up in the sky <laughs> and I like you'd like murder them and you're like what were they doing I don't even know like you you're killing them so fast you don't even have time to work out if they were they weren't a threat in the sense that they were nobody on that team was a fucking threat they were yeah. just a threat in the sense that technically you're supposed to kill those people like there's some existential shit in there right like i don't want to go down the rabbit hole of like what have i done oh the blood on these hands but like fuck man we killed some bambinos like we that was some that was just straight up bambino slaughtering like that's me that's me playing fucking uh clunker uh crunker crunker crunker.io and working out that i'm up against fucking school children uh, like because i exclusively play it at three o'clock and the only games that work it on on a browser uh are crunker they're all trying to play fucking fortnite but they can't get fortnite to work in a browser so they play crunker instead i'm just like fucking bunny hopping around murdering children that's what was happening essentially we were, we were killing children and uh yeah it was ridiculous ridiculous uh so yeah i don't think it was well set up from that perspective but i don't know that they could have like necess- i don't imagine that they would have asked uh how sweaty are you at call of duty like <laughs> yeah like a ranking system yeah could, could we like that's what they could have done they could have done that while we were lining up to si- sign our fucking ndas instead of making me take a fucking photo of myself for reasons i'll never understand they could have made they could have said on a scale of one to ten how good do you think you are at call of duty i could have swacked a fucking eight on that bitch and then fucking they could have like sorted everyone who said they were eight come this way you can be on this fucking table and have some sort of semblance of fucking balance in your fucking game and everyone who said one uh we won't put you on the same table as fucking Luke and Job, right? Like, maybe that's a good idea. I don't know. It's what I'd do. Um, it's not the first time I've been in a fucking preview session where I've been running around, like, when Fry uh, learns about video games on the internet in Futurama, and uh, he's, like, just immediately fucking a murder god at it, and he's like, ah, <laughs> being a fucking yep. dickhead. Right? It's not the first time I've played preview sessions where I've explicitly been better than essentially everyone else there. But it did seem... It it was probably the largest gulf, the largest difference I've seen. Uh, Usually, especially at the review events, they get people who I think are uh, relatively competent Mm. at... um, at shooters because you know the publications will send their shooter guy to play call of duty uh and so i will still murder the fuck out of them and i have like i literally have videos uh from the titanfall 2 review event a couple years ago uh two years ago uh i have a video of me 
uh, doing nothing but kill Polygon. And it's from one round. And it's <laughs> yeah. 15 kills. Or I've got like one where I did nothing but kill Survivor. Uh, but it was, I think it was Ben Salter. And mm. that was from a, the course of the entire week, uh, two-day session. Uh, and it was just it was just me directly attempting to troll Ben Salter. Uh, uh, from a Battlefield event, I've got like footage of me like literally running around uh, behind GameSpot and then stabbing them in the back and then running up and stabbing IGN in the back um, just to fucking flex on them, right? Like I've got a lot of video of me being a lot better yeah. at shooters than journalists not most people but like journalists game journalists uh so yeah it's not new but like this was something different man this was you know why why because this is the first time you've had me on a that's what it is right like we it was disgusting yeah that's what it is yeah usually usually i have to go alone i'm like yeah fucking and now yeah we fucking Wonder Twins shit like fucking tee that shit up and fucking yeah. and then the we also had him. Elliot yeah, and then we also had Muzok yeah. who is you know that's his thing he does shooters as well yeah and so it was just three Australians just fucking stomping everybody it was we literally you and I whenever we played a game together we didn't lose a round we did the not entire day. lose a single round the entire fucking day uh, and we played, I think all of, I, there was one match I didn't play with you because yeah. I got put in the wrong server. For some reason, yes. And I was like trying to f- get in there, but eventually, we, yeah, like every round that I played, I did not lose. Yeah. Our team did not lose. Yeah. Yeah. There was one game we played, the other team didn't get a point. We got like 200 points and they didn't get one single point. Yeah. Yeah. It was out of control, man. Like- they, at one point, the third, I think the third map we played they were swapping people out of the other team to put developers in they to try and play. They literally us. went and got developers to come play to try to even shit up. Yeah, and the, the game felt harder. I was like, oh, this is... They yeah. got someone in on the other People team. are getting kills. Wait, yeah. wait, wait a second. Wait a second. Did I just die? Um, actually, speaking of, right, I found myself dying... Because for the for the same reason that, that you... Off, like, I often used to die in... Um, in Quake, right? Uh, Heath, long-term listeners will remember Heath, uh, goofball, uh, had this fucking goofy thing he would do uh, when we were playing Quake Jewels. Because we'd have land parties and we'd, play, we'd have yeah, Quake Jewels. And I know I've told this story a billion times, but I'm going to tell it again for our new listeners. Uh, he would do this goofy thing where we would be We'd all be playing at fucking 100, right? Right? It'd be like fucking 1 o'clock in the morning. The Instagib tournament was like at the fucking... At the zenith uh, of its fucking... It was at its peak. It was like... We were down to the fucking wire, right? And I was like fucking gunning for these pricks. I was like fucking slamming cunts all over the fucking place. Instagib here, Instagib here. Bang, bang. Dead, dead, dead. And then Heath would like jump in and he'd start like crouch walking places. Mm. And because I, I'm snap railing the whole time, right? There's, I don't account for someone to fucking start crouching. 
that's I'm not snap. I'm snapping on where they're supposed to be, not fucking where they are, right? Like, and so like so then all the, all of them, all of them would stop. Like they'd stop playing good Quake and they'd start playing bad Quake. And because I'm not like the real legends, right? You talk to any of the fucking any Street Fighter pro, right? And the real legends of Street Fighter, right? Could beat. They'll beat Button Mash, right? Like, a Button Mash is never going to take a game off Daigo, right? Uh, but a Button Masher can take a game off someone who's very good. That's the, the difference between a fucking Grandmaster and someone who is real fucking good at a fighting game is that they're, like, a Grandmaster is reacting to what's happening on the screen. And so Button Mashing isn't going to affect them. Whereas a real good player is doing what they know they should be doing. And so unexpected shit throws them way the fuck off. And so you, yeah, you just don't, it just, it's, it's, it's a whole spanner in the works, right? Like you, yeah. Okay. Well, why the, why, why did they start doing that? And so like, that's, I kept dying to people who would be like running in areas with no point like they'd just be fucking running around a truck or something and i'd be like like why are you here i'd watch the kill cam and they're literally running around this truck jumping into the side of it or some shit and like they'd look one way and look another way and i'd like fucking sprint on past them somehow they'd see me and shoot me in the back and i'm like why do you exist that doesn't make any sense you like that's not how that's supposed to happen and the other thing is uh when you're dominating too much, uh, the game starts to like loses its ability to define good spawn points. Uh, the way spawn points work in Call of Duty is generally uh, it'll put you away from the like try to put you as far away from the closest enemy player as possible. Generally, that's how it works. Uh, or it, depending on the objective mode, if it's an objective mode, if it's like domination, it'll put you closest to the objective, the point that your team controls. Right, but otherwise it'll put you away. It'll try to put you away from the nearest enemy player. Uh, it loses like it falls to bits a little bit in free for all team deathmatch. Uh, that's where you'll notice bad respawns the most. But uh, a lot of the other Call of Duty games in recent history have had a real problem with not putting players far enough away. They don't. Um, they don't have like a, a large enough blacklist area for players to spawn in. Uh, because what they're trying to do is they're trying to stop the old school like remember to go back to Quake again spawn camping Quake had fixed spawn points uh, so you could literally if you were fast enough at bunny jumping and you knew they were well enough you could literally jump from spawn point to spawn point to kill yeah. people or like throw a rocket down a hallway because you knew they were going to come around that corner any second exactly because uh, they had to have spawned there essentially yeah uh, they're trying to they're trying to eliminate that kind of stuff, but the the problem is that what happens is players will often spawn behind you in areas that you have already cleared, uh, which is an unsatisfying way to die. Modern Warfare 2019 doesn't have that problem so much. I didn't find it very much. The only time it does have that problem is when you control all of the map way too much, um, and we were doing that because we were that much fucking better than the other team and so they would spawn and I would die to someone who would just spawn behind me uh, I don't blame Modern Warfare for that like literally they had to spawn somewhere right like that's 
they have to, right? Uh, but it is it was devastating to our ability to earn kill streaks, uh, and we were all going for the fucking ten plus kill streaks, and I. Uh, I only got it once. I only got the 10 one once. I never got the 12. Uh, very annoyingly. Um, I've got a video of me using, like, the 12 one, but the victory screen is up while I'm, like, using the <laughs> keypad, like, using it. I'm like, ah! Because I think, I think I had, like, 24, 25 kills in, like, mm. two deaths or something like that. Yeah. It's like, oh, man. Yeah. Like, it's... it's it was this weird situation where yeah they weren't good enough to act like players should act i think it's a phenomenon in poker as well like the that when some poker new comes in and throws yeah, off like why did you play that hand yeah they're like that's that's dumb why would you do that um well, but they win blackjack as well yeah they lose their fucking shit um yeah like it's just what what can you do right uh yeah. more even games better better balanced games uh, in terms of matchmaking would have resulted in our ability to have uh, more opportunities to actually earn those those things sure but it takes me back to if we're talking about kill streaks I hate them and they shouldn't exist they gotta get rid of kill streaks I think like there's still time I know <laughs> I know it's pretty late in, in the late in the fucking day to start saying you've gotta get rid of something that appears to be fundamental to the way the game plays but they have to get rid of kill streaks and put in score streaks and I've never felt more fucking certain of anything in my entire fucking life yeah I think the problem with the kill streaks is that it works fine with your your team deathmatch style modes where the idea is to get kills yeah but your objective based modes like uh, cyber attack or uh, headquarters um, what else was there that we played domination stuff yeah. like that you don't get rewarded for being an objective player. No. You're getting... You're literally just getting rewards for uh, for getting kills. You are specifically disincentivized to play for playing the objective. Uh, especially in headquarters where uh, you go to a point where you are... Like, you die and can't respawn if your mm. team owns the headquarters. Uh, you are specifically disincentivized <laughs> from... Uh, attaining like playing the objective and it is in your best interests that nobody on the map play the objective because you don't want the other team to play the objective either because then they go into no response and you can't you can't farm kills fast enough so you're in a tricky position where you don't want your team to get the objective you don't want to get the objective yourself that's that's fucking that's terrible that is terrible fucking design in my opinion you are setting yourself up to fail it is fine in team deathmatch but team deathmatch is the worst game mode in existence so i don't think I like playing to this it's fucking shit it's terrible there's no like there's no fucking rhyme or reason to it you literally just fucking yeah shooting things i like that that's how i play my call of duty the reason objectives exist is to give players an excuse to fight over an objective right it is a hot spot of conflict you need a hot spot of conflict. That's sure. it's the way any narrative works. It's not just fucking video games. It's the way literally stories work, right? Like you're not going to tell a story about some place that where nothing's fucking happening, but you tell a story about fucking, you know, of the battle zone, right? 
the pockets of the map where nothing's fucking happening it's dull it's dull fucking organic multiplayer storytelling but a domination mode yeah there's a fight at a there's a fight at b a fight at c why not go to one of those you've got somewhere to go to find a fucking fight right team deathmatch you find the fight i guess wherever the fight exists which just all it does is encourage camping it encourages camping actually a lot of modern warfare encourages camping heavily encourages camping and or positional gameplay as they call it uh i think it's bad it's like positional ga- gameplay i mean i think positional gameplay is fucking bad and playing towards it i don't think is a good uh a good design move like, i don't think it's a good design choice i think kill streaks are essentially the fucking crux the core elements that drives everything towards uh heavily incentivizing positional camping because i think without kill streaks you alleviate i wrote down right i took notes motherfuckers uh um kill streaks incentivize camping uh slow play incentivizes camping i'm sure that would mean more to two days ago job uh nog mode nog mode what's nog mode oh night fishing mode uh night fishing mode <laughs> incentivizes camping um ads reload encourages uh incentivizes camping uh mount mechanic encourages and incentivizes camping um yeah like that's my list of that was my list from the fucking uh presentation I wrote that in the presentation. I don't know how what the fuck slow play means, but uh, um, yeah, like all these things that they have added. That slow play is the tactical stuff they've added. Tactical stuff like breaching. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It has to be. Um, yeah, because if if you play Call of Duty the way we were, hmm. which is a hundred miles an hour direct into the fucking fight. Right, which is how I've always played Call of Duty, and it has largely sure. been successful. And if you watch Call of Duty esports, it's largely successful. I'm not saying there's no camping, but it's uh, it's control camping, right? You're controlling a position, right? And it's all yeah. objective based gameplay, so it's always controlled on a camp uh, on a on a fucking position on an objective as it is. So, right, I don't have any problem with camping and objective. I've got zero problem with camping and objective. I do. I always think that fucking that works. But kill streaks—that's what I'm saying, right? Kill streaks, I think, are the fucking core issue because they specifically disincentivize you from playing the objective. So if you aren't incentivized to play the objective, if you've got no reason to play the objective, right? Then you then camp the, the camping that that you're doing, right, mm. is not objective-based camping. It's not related to the uh, objective. It's literally just you attempting to farm kills and you're doing that because you it, fight like 50 50 fights right uh angel fights where you face off against another player they're low reward uh like high risk yeah. low reward uh you are significantly increasing the chances that you will you'll be killed and you'll lose your kill streak uh whereas a score streak which incentivizes objective play, incentivizes shooting fucking UAVs down, which nobody fucking did uh, in our play because they're not. It's literally just 
telling I everyone do. where the fuck you are. Yeah, so did I, but we're old school, right? Nobody, nobody else is doing it, right? I didn't see anyone else fucking doing it. Uh, you get a, a couple of points, but you don't fucking, you don't really help yourself towards any of your own goals, uh, and you are actively alerting people to your presence, right? Uh, it, yeah. Right, like score streaks do a lot of things that directly incentivize players to yep. actually play the objective and play for their team. Whereas kill streaks specifically tell players that they are the only thing that matters in the game. They are the only thing that matters. Winning doesn't matter. Getting your kill streaks off matters. Whoever is top of the table matters. It's just yep. not. It's not good, right? We are at a state now. I think, I, I honestly think that uh, we're in a position. We're in a a world now where we have changed our our minds about camping. Right? It used to be that camping was the worst thing you could do. Right? Flat out. Right? Everyone seemed to be in agree agreement that like campers were shit and fuck campers essentially. Yeah. But now you can hide in a bush in PUBG, and that's strategy. It is a strategy, right? That's positional play. That is playing for the fucking win, right? You cannot argue uh, that winning, right? If you are playing to win, right, then there are moments Rag-tanking. where choosing not to fire is the the fucking high IQ play, right? There is no question in my mind that at some point, right, you are you are we're reaching a, a, a stage where. It is better for you to not fire than to fire, and it's it has been for the longest time counter to how we consider games. It's always been if you see someone, you should shoot someone, right? Like see anyone, shoot them. That's how fucking games work. But now we're considering, we're thinking about our fucking shots. We're actually actively taking into consideration what our shot, what that shot will do to our position and to our ability to continue to play, right? So, in a way, positional play, aka camping, right, has become acceptable in a way that never has been before. But you're not playing to win in Call of Duty if you're camping. If you're camping the objective, yes, fine. But because you're not a, you're not supposed to be playing the objective, then you're not camping the objective. Which means that if you are camping in a Call of Duty, uh huh, if I. Let's reword it. Let's let's reframe it. If you're on the objective and you're staying in one place, that's positional play. If you're away from the objective and you're trying to get kills because you are trying to build your kill streak and you're not helping your team win, that's camping. That's what it is, right? Camping on the objective, that's positional play. Camping anywhere else, that's fucking camping. And camping, in that sense, in the sense that you're not playing for the objective, that's still dog shit. I fucking hate it. It's it's the worst sort of behavior in a fucking in any kind of game. Uh, it, it's counter to like why even bother playing a fucking team game if all you're doing is playing for yourself. You're literally all you're trying to do is have some fucking cannon fodder next to you. That's fucked. It's garbage. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think removing the support play is a, not a great idea because I know that in my loadouts in Black Ops Four was like a. Uh, assault rifle um, and uh, a rocket launcher because I use rocket launchers to shoot down air support whether yep. it's UAVs helicopters planes 
<clears throat> that sort of stuff. And then you'd actually get rewarded for that. You'd get points and then that'd go to your score streak. Yeah. And then you could do things like um, <clears throat> your like support abilities, like put down an ammo pack that gave people extra damage. But every time that it was, I think it was every time they picked up ammo or every time they got a kill with it, you'd get like points as well. So like, even though you're not technically getting kills, you're still getting rewarded or getting points towards your score streak because you were you were helping them out. Um, and so them removing that entire system is uh yeah it's just weird to go back on it like it's it's very this reward system of getting uh kill streaks is very tdm based focus just for a single player and not the team to hear them talk about the way that they wanted to get back to what call of duty 4 modern warfare was all about right sure and talk about how they were stuck right They, they were in a tricky position because what had become what Call of Duty had become was quite divorced from what Call of Duty had been, right? Yeah. It makes me feel like they they think that kill streaks are fundamental to that Call of Duty for modern warfare experience, and what I think they are misinterpreting about score streaks is that score streaks are a logical incremental evolution. Of of kill streaks, it, it, it takes the idea of kill streaks from Modern Warfare, mm-hmm. and, it, and it builds on them in a in a way that makes them like significantly better, right? It makes it incentivizes gameplay habits that are like categorically uh, better for the overall health of the gameplay experience. Like there is zero question in my mind. That, you, the, that Call of Duty as a franchise is better off with score streaks than it is with uh, with kill streaks because people, yes, there's the elation, there's the fucking heart pounding success that is almost akin to the chicken dinner win, right? That you get when you finally reach your score streak, uh, sorry, your kill streak, right? And dying at kill nine or kill 11 right uh is heartbreaking in the same way that you know a a big loss is in any game uh like that nail-biting loss is always big and so they have successfully contained that that singular uh i guess concept that that feeling right they've bottled the feeling of elation or or regret that you feel when you succeed or fail at huge moments in a game and they've put it into that one fucking specific thing mm-hmm. which is the kill streak but the overall impact it has on so much more of the game is too grand uh, because the way it impacts the rest of how everyone plays and you would still you could still have, right? You could still have hard to reach fucking score streaks. You could still even have fucking, you could still even have subtle, invisible kill streak type shit, right? Like, I reckon you could still have like a 20 kill fucking, get 20 kills without dying and you trigger a nuke, right? Right? That's still a monumental fucking achievement. And it should be, I don't see why it wouldn't be represented with something huge. 
but if as long as everyone else has score streaks and they're building towards shit and they're building towards stopping you and everyone's building towards whatever is best for the fucking team mm-hmm. they're building for the win as opposed to the individual fucking success then yeah right if you can still get 20 kills out of that you deserve a fucking nuke if you can still get 20 kills while everyone's calling you fucking choppers and fucking cluster bombs <laughs> and shit like fucking good on you like fuck yeah man like hmm. hell yeah but yeah like otherwise oh it's 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 not good. It's not good for Call of Duty. I'm gonna, I'm, right. I'm, I'm definitely going to write this up, uh, and I, I really, genuinely hope Infinity Ward see it. I don't think they will, they will listen. I think there's zero chance that they listen. Uh, but I know I'm right. Uh, there's no, there's no argument for kill streaks that I think overwhelms the idea of incentivizing team play in a meaningful way. Because I think team play is too critical to general game longevity. The only people who are going to la- like after the initial phase for Call of Duty, right? The initial fucking spring of action in Call of Duty where everyone fucking is having a fuck ton of fun with it. And they are absolutely going to have a fuck ton of fun with it. I think it's fucking awesome. And the scale of it is fucking huge. And I think that's like brilliant i reckon they're going all out right like there's so many fucking modes there's so much they're, so they're many basically fucking like let's like they're they're no longer call of duty they're like all right fuck it we're going to be battlefield yeah we're going to be rainbow six siege yeah and we're going to be call of duty and and <laughs> and, 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 and 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 Fortnite. and i promise you PUBG. oh no 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 battle world no, there's no battle world what battle world yeah um yeah and yeah, and PUBG. That that game, right, from a multiplayer perspective alone, not even counting the campaign that is apparently coming, is already definitely gonna be worth the fucking money because it is fucking yeah, like you said, fucking five games in one. Uh yeah, people are gonna have fucking fun with it, but they're gonna bleed off real quick. Uh because once you realize that nobody's playing the fucking objective, once you realize that nobody that everyone is playing as sweaty as fucking possible and they're all out for themselves, uh, it's, it, it gets tedious, right? It doesn't... Because you have no reason... It's just going to be fucking camper's paradise. And I mean camper in the sense that I, I, I just redefine the term. Uh, there's not going to be situational positional play. There's, it's literally just going to be performing camping and pulling off dog shots and, yeah. That. That's right. that's what it's going to be. Um, they're, they're setting themselves up for the game to bleed out real quick uh, because people don't have any patience for that. It's too easy for them to go anywhere else now and get a genuine team experience. Even fucking randos, uh, you get a meaningful team experience in one of a billion different games. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's nice that Call of Duty Modern Warfare will be Rainbow Six. It will be Battlefield. It will be Fortnite slash PUBG. 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 Not More PUBG Fortnite. than Fortnite. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and some Call of Duty in there as well. It's nice, but those games and exist. You can go... Yeah, and Rocket Arena. Uh, you can go get your fucking... You can go and get your fucking... Battlefield yep. experience, your Rainbow Six experience, your fucking PUBG experience. Like, it's too easy, right? Like, 
And you can get it in a way that is more satisfying because people are actually actively playing towards the fucking what the team needs as opposed to their own selfish needs. Yeah. Sure. They need they desperately need to change it. And I guarantee you they won't. Yeah. All right, let's go on some other stuff. Um sure. let's go back to the uh diving into other game modes. Uh in particular, um the cyber attack stuff seems like they've really um uh, heading towards this team-based sort of objective modes, like a um, like a Rainbow Six Siege type thing. Where... Was this search and destroy? Was that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So one team has a, a, lo- a data center or a location you've got to get to. The other team has to go and plant a, an EMP device in those like locations. That was and... that. That was uh, both teams had a data center. Yeah, like at the same time, it was single flag capture the flag essentially. Yeah, yeah. Just to clarify. And so... And so, uh, with the way this one worked, is it's uh, it's a bit more tactical. Like it's a slower. It's supposed to be a slower paced game because mm-hmm. each round, when a player dies, they go down, um, and then it's sort of like, all right, now it's five versus four, or you know, six versus four, or six versus three, and it's like this. You've really. It, it's not supposed to be like a fast paced TDM type thing. You you're really supposed to play it a bit slower. We didn't really have that experience. Um, I, but I think that's the way that game will eventually turn out because yeah. they've added all those things we just talked about the, the, um, the, the breaching of doors so there are doors in the game traditionally the way you get through a door is you just fucking run at it yeah. and the dude just kicks it in and off you go um, now they've got systems in there where you can slowly open a door and it'll sort of f- like a fraction of that door open and then you can use that to peek inside or throw a grenade in there um, or like bust the door in and then have someone behind you be a sniper and you know shoot through it like these they're adding options into being able to get through a door yeah um, sort of the same way that like Rainbow Six Siege you can like uh, put a breaching charge on this entry or like take out a, a, a bit of it and then throw a uh, a, a breaching uh, sorry a grenade in there or a, a flashback flash yeah. like in order to clean the, clear the room as opposed to traditional call of duty where you can't really clear a room you just kind of just you know you could throw a grenade in oh and like yeah someone there, can just no shoot doors, you at the door right yeah there just weren't doors they just didn't have doors right there, there were door frames and empty empty spaces and if you wanted to clear it you'd chuck some fucking flashbangs in and then run in hopefully after the flashbangs had gone off yeah um and yeah clear it out that way like yeah and then so there's a like an extra layer of strategy or an extra yeah. way to approach that situation and then on top of that the mounting system yeah um which is heavily borrowed from like battlefield the way battlefield works quite similar um so in battlefield you walk up to a a piece of cover whether it's a wall a window uh an object within the environment and you can um like snap to cover and that allows you to peek um i don't like it in battlefield the way it's executed i think it's crap um they eventually did fix it in the the patch about three months ago um where you can now actually lean in Battlefield. Like there's a there's a button you can press and it'll make you lean. Yeah. Um, I like the way it's implemented in Call of Duty a bit better, where it's an actual button you press to to like a mouse to it to actually mm-hmm. snap onto it. Um, so you can be behind a crate or behind be next to a wall and not accidentally try to aim something and all of a sudden it like snaps onto the wall. And you're like, oh, what the fuck is going on here? Well, that's now the other thing like, you can you can because there's no vertical. You don't mount sideways on in Battlefield. You can vertical mount 
in Call of Duty, you can like go up to a door frame and mount on the fucking door frame, and you're like literally using the door frame as stability, which yeah. is fucking rad. Um, yeah. It's a really really cool evolution of the concept. Um, I didn't find it that useful because I'm usually far better at horizontal recoil control. Oh, it's it's amazing for like uh, heavy machine guns. Like the yeah. recoil just drops significantly. I was getting. There was one game. Oh no! With but it. that's that's the vertical, right? I'm I'm talking about the the sideways, sideways. right? I yeah, don't yeah. have that much. I, I never have that much trouble with horizontal ver- uh, recoil control. Right. Is what I'm saying. Like, but yeah, the vertical stuff. Holy shit, man! Like, it is fucking massive. The lasers, yeah, yeah. So I think it's a good change. It's obviously not something you're going to be using a lot of in TDM. I mean, if you want to sit behind a, a wall and do it, sure thing, go nuts. But for the slower slower paced game modes where you really want to take your time yeah that's awesome that that's like or it if makes it more, more viable then. yeah um sure but it just gives you more options like it, it makes it more strategic so i think it's yeah. a good a good change um, you know maybe eventually they do add a lean mechanic in there but i think it's a, a decent solution for the moment yeah um what was the other change that they kind of made it more tactical? Oh, in the, there was a revive system in yeah. this mode as well, which was really cool because uh, all of a sudden, like, it can be a six versus three game. Yep. But if you're not taking care of, like, keeping an eye on those bodies, then you, it could come back to bite you in the ass. It's yeah. all like the way Apex Legends work, right? Whereas you down two people and it's like, where's the third guy? Yep. Like, we can't leave this area because if we leave, he's going to respawn those two guys. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a really good change, I think. Uh, yeah, didn't see it executed all that well in our games. but uh, Well, I think there was one game where... I think it was a one... I think it was maybe one-on-one. It was like me and some other dude and I revived you and yeah. Elliot. Yeah. And then it, all of a sudden it was three versus one or something like that. Yep. Yeah, that was, that was a good one. I can't remember. That, like, that was probably the best version we had of it but uh yeah largely it didn't work out we didn't see a lot of it but um yeah no that's a really good that's a really cool idea and uh it's a good execution of it i found it a little bit um a little bit wonky trying to trigger it um when trigger i was trying it? To, what when i was trying to get uh elliot back up i found it All a little right. bit wonky um it was a bit uh i don't know fiddly uh but All right that can be I, fixed and stuff i, I have to go back and ch- check but I, I think i got footage of that game where i revived you guys and i was at one point i was in cover behind like uh i don't know uh, something i was behind something and like crouching down and like pressing somebody yeah so you don't have to just be standing there out in the open yeah. like there's a bit of le- leniency in terms of being near someone yeah um you, know, you could go prone if you wanted i guess as well yeah i didn't, I, I didn't it, try it but I, you know, I just thought that was an interesting take on that. Like, search and destroy. They, they, it's essentially yeah, they, search and destroy. They're uh, trying to make it more strategic. But like single, like search and destroy was more traditional DE Counter Strike mode, whereas yeah. this is more it's closer to single flag capture flag. And I think what they're trying to do is uh, like establish a lot of opportunities for, like you said, the the comeback, the idea that you haven't been paying enough attention to. Um, to the like state of the battlefield you've got a lot of eliminations but you haven't managed those eliminations mm-hmm. so your advantage suddenly s- slips away and maybe you get the plant on but you don't 
you can't secure it because now you're being overwhelmed and stuff like that, which is really a really interesting like take on it. I reckon it's really cool. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And then there was headquarters. Uh, that was the next one we played. Uh, that was right. 10v10. And yeah, I thought it was fine, but I have a, I put it up on Twitter. I have a fucking clip of me capping the headquarters and then lying in place for the entire duration of the headquarters. And I don't see anyone until the last 15 seconds. Um, like I capped it on my own. There was one person who briefly ran through. Uh, and then I lay there on my own. I'd set up or mm. prepared, prepared the headquarters uh, in case anyone came through. Mm. Uh, like I had my... Uh, um, what about... No, no, the... Yeah, I had the Claymore at the stairs. I had uh, the thing that zaps grenades away, whatever it's called. Uh, I don't... I never used it. Jager's ability in Rainbow? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I got that, and I had a fucking deployable shield. Uh, I had all that shit. I, that room was set, right? And it was all just me. Campus paradise. Campus paradise. No, positional play paradise. And uh, yeah, I didn't see anyone until the, the fucking end because... Because we were out killing them all. Literally <laughs> no reason to like to come there, right? Like, you, Yeah, you guys didn't have any reason. You guys were out farming kills and the other team were either struggling to get there because they were, kept getting killed or uh, like it was better for them to go find you guys and kill you right like yeah the that mode hinges on people wanting to play the objective and people didn't want to play the objective because they were play, trying to get kill streaks. yeah that I've never seen evidence of a hypothesis uh like played out so fucking quickly it was fucking crazy yeah anyway right I do like the map though the uh, one we were playing uh, actually all the maps I really liked all the maps um, yeah. something they mentioned about in the presentation was adding um, like more areas in the map that you can kind of explore that didn't seem like there were locations you could get to because oh there's no stairs to get here but Actually, if you look around, you can then, you know, uh, vault onto this crate and then from there vault into the window. Like, it doesn't seem like it's somewhere you could get, but if you looked and tried to puzzle solve it, then I think maybe puzzle solving was like a word they use. Like, they wanted people to think of it as a puzzle. Yeah. Um, and that, as someone who played like a ton of, of Black Ops 4, the maps in that were very like flat there was a couple of them where sort of there'd be stairs and whatnot and it'd lead you up to a elevated area but really it was really nothing on going on there it was sort of this flat location and every once in a while there'd be a bit of verticality but most of the time that would just lead you back down to the main floor whereas this is like there's there's like three stories up and like windows that you can sort of peer down and look into giant courtyards and trenches that you can that you could walk through um and broken uh you know broken buildings that you'd have to like climb your way through and it wasn't like it didn't feel like a like a just a flat location like it felt like it had some depth to it yeah um which is not like very different to what i'd played in in the last maps in in uh 
in Black Ops. And so yeah. I really liked what they were doing in in, uh, in Modern Warfare for this time around. Um, yeah, so I really dug that map. I thought it was really cool. Uh, I, 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 actually, something we didn't touch on. Fucking tanks. There was a tank in that map at one stage. Yeah, it wasn't <laughs> Just driving around. Was that, that was the teams. other teams. Yeah, yeah. Cause, cause, because I'm rocking um, Assault Rifle rocket launcher i was like here we go boys yeah. <laughs> run up and uh, so i'm i'm like shooting rockets at a tank in call <laughs> of duty there's tanks in call of duty now yeah it's um yeah strange <laughs> it was different it was certainly yeah. different uh yeah it's it's beastly i like they only had one person driving it when i saw it uh but it's got room for a second player to be on the like top gun and stuff yeah um it's cool it's a cool idea it only really works on large scale maps but yeah nice yep um the other map we played was the uh, <clears throat> uh i didn't get the name of it, it was like a, a it had a cave it was also the night vision map oh yeah yeah yep um uh, that was a really cool map like yeah. uh some sick fights in that cave yeah at and one the, point it they was look really good we too. had an amazing fight yeah uh, where there was like this, uh, that was the map where they got the devs to start playing against us. Yeah, and when I was like, "Oh, okay, this is getting a bit harder." Yeah, um, and we were actually having to really fight for it. But yeah. yeah, there was some awesome fights in that cave. The lighting system, yeah, new lighting system looks so slick. Um, so your bullets, a lot of your bullets have traces on them, so you see the fucking zip these. <laughs> bullets every now and then and you can hear the fucking gunfire and the chatter and the fucking like muzzle flashing and stuff uh the way sound works so it went real deep into how sound works um they've they've paid a lot of attention on the way sound reflects off off surfaces and stuff like that yeah they put it like a new sound engine in there and recorded a bunch of sort of the ways things bounce off walls or if you shoot something off in the distance yeah really try to give battlefield a run for its money yeah, because, uh, yeah, I mean, Call of Duty has been king for a long time, but it's never come close to touching Battlefield on the sound front. Like, never even close. Uh, Battlefield is the king of sound, 100% in games, in my opinion. Um, it is 100% one of the best sounding games. And it's obviously, graphically, I, I still think Battlefield has Call of Duty pipped graphically, uh, but it's closer than it's ever been before. That yeah, it looks it really looks nice. Fucking real good. It, um, like it still looks like a. It's sorry. It doesn't look like last year's Black Ops. Yeah. But it definitely feels like a Call of Duty game. Like it's yeah. not a brand new engine, but as soon as you pick it up, you're like, "Yep, yeah, easy. I know what I'm doing." Yeah, exactly. Like it's it's uh, it's not like um. Remember the transition from like Counter Strike to Counter Strike. Was it Source or Go? I can't remember. It was just Source. And it was just like, what is going on here? This just doesn't... Like, eventually they got there, but this, you pick it up, you're like, yeah, cool, Call of Duty. Easy. Um, It just looks a lot better. It looks looks really nice. Mm. Um, The the map that we played, this cave map, uh, there was also a night vision version or a nighttime version. Yeah. And uh, I didn't get a chance to play it. I think you did either. I did watch some of the footage that I've got. Yep because um, they left it running when we d- did our interviews and some of the devs jumped on and yeah. uh, I think they were nice enough to record our footage for us Yeah, uh, and yeah it looks it looks really cool like that again back to the lighting thing of being in a pitch black cave and just seeing like 
somebody standing there and firing off around and sort of the light mm-hmm. reflecting off the walls behind them. Yeah. Uh, looks rad. It looks looks really cool. Um, they did Hunless as well, which is real good. I like Hunless. Yeah. So it switches off um, all like the elements on your screen and you yeah. can't really see what's going on. Um, the other thing that they were doing was <clears throat> when you put in your night vision, you can attach a... It's attached like a laser scope to the bottom and you use that as your crosshair. Yeah. So when you ads so you you look down your sights and it enables the uh the the laser and then that's where you aim but the enemies can also see that so they can you know it gives away your position if you're walking around the corner and you're like adsing they know there's someone there or you could just hip fire and hope to get them and sort of surprise them but um yeah i i'd I'd really like to check that out but from the footage that i saw it looks uh looks really cool it looks interesting at least like I don't know how if it's one of those modes where people will kind of just play it once or twice and be like, yeah, that's yeah. cool, and then go back to regular Call of Duty. But that's mm. it's interesting that it's in there at least. Yeah, and then uh, all the way up to twenty v twenty, which was what was it called? Warzone domination. Yep. Uh, I didn't like this mode very much. Um, it's basically conquest in Battlefield, <coughs> except you can't choose where you spawn. And right. so I felt like I was just getting dumped at bad spawn points a lot. Um, yep. People weren't playing the objectives. Uh, they were just fighting over pointless choke points. And so I just found myself in a lot of firefights in illogical spaces on my way to the objective. Hmm. So it felt like if if Battlefield got everything wrong, in my opinion, I just didn't like it. I really didn't have a lot of fun in that mode. Um, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're, they're going to do something. They're going to make you give you the ability to choose your fucking like, uh, spawn point or something like that. Because without it, just spawning at random spots, yeah, you're either spending way too long running back to the gunfight that you wanted to be in, hmm. uh, or yeah, you're getting caught up in gunfights that don't make any sense. It actually reminded me a bit of that fucking new map in um, Mordhau with all the fucking horses. Not, yeah. not because like there were vehicles everywhere running me over, but more because the it seemed like the main thrust of the battles we were having on that map weren't happening on the objectives at all. They were happening no. outside of the objectives because people just wanted to fucking clash swords. And yeah, it wasn't working towards pushing the objective or anything like that because that's a straight line map in Mordhau, but people, everyone in our play session was treating it like a straight line map because they were just trying to take B. Uh, and yeah, I just didn't like it. Uh, but it's, it's again, it's because they've failed to properly incentivize players <clears throat> to play objectives. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was my one criticism in my uh, preview that I put as well, is that there, there's, no, um, there's no spawn system. There's no ability to choose where you want to land. Uh, and and the, yeah, like you said, the two problems with that is you can't, pick a point and be like hey guys let's go attack this because either you're not spawning with te- people that you want to spawn with or they're like spawning somewhere completely different to you yeah uh, and then the alternative to that is you can't defend a position because you can't choose where you want to spawn so yeah. like oh this this spot's being taken i can't spawn there because i'm i'm on the other side of the map now at and least so yeah. now like i guess you've got the tack insert right but that's a you need to have that equipped. Yeah, and it's a yeah, it's a 
the barest of it's not a fucking solution to the problem it's right a fucking patch it's a band-aid fix yeah uh, to a much larger problem as well it'd be like fucking band-aiding over a fucking severed leg or something like right it doesn't really fucking fix anything it's it's nice that it exists we recognize we know the band-aid's there okay don't write in telling us about the fucking band-aid uh but you're still fucking bleeding out on the fucking carpet um yeah and i guess it makes it less competitive because there's more randomness thrown in there yeah because you can't choose where you want to be or like the game just kind of throws you in where it thinks you should put you and then there you go um like there was one the first time i played that map i thought i was actually playing with you guys and then it wasn't until like one of our games finished and i looked over and like i was still playing or something i'm like what oh we're in a different server fair enough yeah and what was going on in my game was the other team was literally like just sitting in the one spot and i was like what the fuck is happening like i'm running around all these points i couldn't find anybody and they're also sort of sitting around this house, just camping this house. And I was so confused as to what was going on in this mode. Yeah. Because it, it felt like more to me, we weren't playing like a domination mode, more like a, uh, this is their spawn point and they've got to come and take it from us. Like, yeah. that's what it felt like to me, but it wasn't. It was just literally, they were just held up in this house the entire time. Yeah. Because the map is so huge. I'm running around trying to find people and I'm like... I, I'm literally going from one side of the map to the other and I can't find anybody but if I go over to this house our two teams are just fucking battling each other there the entire time yeah and nobody's going for an as well. so that's why we didn't work out that you weren't in the fucking same thing because you weren't you weren't specifically saying they were at the house you were just like they will not fucking leave that spot and, yeah. like, and I'm like yeah they fucking love it I don't fucking get it because in my map <laughs> yeah. It was the exact same fucking deal they were all fucking clashing over this one fucking like near like, the containers wall. And it's yeah. like... And we were in different servers, it turned out. We weren't even playing together. And the two servers were doing the same thing. And I'm like, what is... What the fuck is happening? Why aren't people going for objectives? All right, I guess I'm just going to go kill people over here. Yeah. Like, they weren't even near an objective. There yeah. wasn't anything over there. We were just fighting in that one spot. Yeah. <coughs> yeah. Anyway, um, I liked that the map was so big. I was super surprised at how big it was. Huge. Huge. Uh, it's like, really good we, we spawned in and there were ATVs. And I was like, all right. Why are there ATVs on this map? Yeah. Oh, because it's a battle rail. Uh, so they were just like, fuck it, we just swim in here. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, they, you needed those ATVs to get from like the furthest west point to the first east point because otherwise you just fucking run for yonks. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was good. But uh, eventually I did get into your server and we, we started running around and capping yeah. some points, which is a better experience for me at least. Yeah. But, oof. yikers. Uh, yep. yeah it wasn't it wasn't ideal um and then uh, from there uh oh yeah the best mode in the game gunfight 2v2 uh honest to god I had more fun playing gunfight than I did any other fucking mode and it's not an indictment of the other modes it is a testament to how fucking awesome gunfight is they have fucking killed it with that mode um I wrote a big story on Red Bull literally just about gunfight an ode to gunfight, how much I love gunfight. Uh, it is 2v2, it's on these tiny maps. Uh, to hear the devs tell it, it was uh, created as a fucking lark, as a bit of an experiment, so they could uh, test some weapons and stuff uh, that quickly turned into like weekly tournaments. 
uh, with the entire fucking dev team, like getting beers and standing around and trash talking and loving it. Uh, apparently it's highly customizable. Uh, you can go in and you can make a 1v1, 3v3. Hmm. You can turn it into a reverse gun game. Um, I'm glad to hear that it's reverse gun game. Like they directly described it. Uh, they didn't call it reverse gun game. They didn't call it gun game at all. Uh, but you well, start Gun with... games in Call of Duty. Hey? Yeah, but gun, it's always gun been games. the wrong yeah. version of gun game. I mean, they um, just switch it. It's not hard. But they've... <laughs> They never, they never go reverse. I don't know. Anyway. Um, yeah, you start with the most powerful loadouts because uh, the way it works, right, is 2v2 is the default. Everyone starts with a with the same, the exact same kit. They've got the same Like, like a random weapon, loadout. Same secondary. Yeah, they'll have an M4, a rocket launcher, a grenade, and a flashbang. Or everyone has all four of those same things. In the next round, they might have a shotgun, a pistol, a claymore, and a... Smoke grenade. Smoke grenade, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then in the next round, they might have a sniper rifle. A uh, um, launcher. Yeah, or a sniper <laughs> rifle and an AR, right? Like, or a pistol. Uh, uh, because they've the perk, they've got that two, two primary weapons perk. Uh, mm. Yeah, and a fucking Molotov. and Yeah. Each round... Actually, I think it's every two rounds because they swap sides. Uh, yep. So you play like with the same loadout from each side uh each time but uh yeah after two rounds you get a new loadout and you try again and it's really about like using what you've got at your at hands to the best of like quickly uh mentally fucking analyzing what you've got doing something with it and fucking executing a fucking plan as quick as possible um to go back to the gun game thing they've got it so that you've got a really powerful loadout and you'll work your way down until you have to finish on a shit loadout uh, that, like that's in the game it's something they experimented with you can play it in party mode or custom mode like they've got all that kind of stuff in the game they've gone real deep in making 2v2 uh, in making gunfight like a robust fucking game mode which is fucking sick um, we didn't get to play any of the custom stuff we just played default gunfight uh, yep. it was fucking awesome I loved it so much I had so much fucking fun it was you and me on the same team we were playing against uh, Elliot and uh, a random staff member um, a couple of times a couple of games it was with a dev and a couple of games it was with one of the tech support staff sure um, it was fucking fun uh, yeah it was just like it was exactly what they had designed it to be just trash talking, uh, like in the moments, direct competition, um, where you're literally like, all that matters is the next kill. Um, there's no like kill streak. There's no objective. If you die, you're out for the rest of the round. You just have to watch as your partner does what they can. Uh, that kind of shit. And yeah, it's, Best of ten, first of six. Uh, yeah, it's like fantastic. a maximum of probably about a minute. They're like forty second sort of rounds, and then yeah. once it hits forty seconds, there's a flag that spawns in, in the middle of the map, and it's the first one to cap it. Takes like I think it's four seconds to cap. Yeah, uh, and yeah, like it is brilliant. Um, you carried us sometimes. I carried us sometimes. 
we didn't lose it all to Elliot, which is really all that matters. And uh, <laughs> we have compilations up <laughs> on the internet just to rub it in. He was getting so fucking salty about it as well. He was he was geeing up because uh, just he, he wasn't his teammates weren't necessarily on our level. Um, we were definitely up here and his teammate was somewhere lower. Uh, he was like doing quite well against like almost one V two. Uh, like he had a couple of fucking good, good wins. Uh, you gotta, I, I gotta give him props. He did well, but on the other hand, if we'd been, I was going for the knife a lot. Um, <laughs> yeah. once, once we realized just how lopsided even this matchup was, I uh, started to uh, meme it up a little. So, um, yeah, like... Mm, no, I mean, there was some matches where it's like, all right, rocket launches only. Yeah. And so we're just, like, trying to rocket launch each other. There was that good one where you both rocket launched each other at the same time. That was pretty <laughs> Yeah, I'm just like, fuck that it, bam! Yeah. Straight at the ground. Yeah, and he did. He must have done exactly the same thing. And then no, no, I killed both of us. Oh, on my screen it came up uh, as a trade. Because he did damage to me before right, that, right. so I would I was nearly dead. So uh, I just when I killed myself, splash damage, and so yeah. he gets the kill. Yeah, fair enough. Um, and then I knifed his teammate. Um, yeah, gold, classic. Um, yeah. Like they're really quick maps. You start engagements within like about a second. You can sometimes just see someone nearly straight away, and so it can it can be really quick. There's no respawning. There's literally at the moment the way it's presented is there's health bars at the top of the screen, sort of like a um, a team health bar. How much yeah. is left per team? So if you eliminate one person and there's 50 health left, then you know that oh, okay, I know how much that player's got. Yeah. And then if you do hit them, you can then tell like they've only got two health left, so I may as well just fucking run at them. Like yeah. if you've got two players, you can sort of play that that way as opposed to being like oh, i'm not sure how much help those guys left i don't know if they'll end up changing that but uh, yeah it's an interesting way of showing like uh who's who's winning on each team i guess in real time hmm. <clears throat> yeah I, I enjoyed it yeah I, as i said it, re- it reminds me of like a rocket rocket arena i nearly yeah. said rocket league um a rocket arena type situation where because uh, rocket arena was very similar you could play 1v1 2v2 um, and it was these quick, really like I said the same thing. Fast paced rounds. Oh, but, did I say that? But I said it was um, makes you old to reference Rocket Arena. It was a dig. I said it somewhere. I don't remember where I said it. In your piece, didn't you? No, I think I wrote it in there. Maybe. I don't know. I definitely saw you say it. I, was I don't know if we talked about it. Yeah, maybe we just talked about it. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it definitely. I was definitely referencing you when I talked about it being like rocket arena because oh maybe we mentioned it in our interview or something no we definitely we talked about arena shooters but we didn't talk about rocket arena okay. um yeah i'm not sure um, all right what else afterwards i don't know we got here bullet print uh night vision kill streaks uh, gunsmith lots of customizations yeah it was pretty they're, talk, they're talking like 30 to 60 attachments per per, per weapon. weapon it's uh, cool big... because it's, like it's a cool mo- like way to showcase it but I don't I didn't feel like that big a deal to me um, generally except for the scope yep. just equip whatever is lowest on the list um, provided it works to, like you 
I think it's cool that you can take an AK and turn it into a sniper, a, a DAC DAC sniper rifle, or a fucking SMG. I think that's fucking rad. You can do the same with an M4. Uh, turn an AS50 into a fucking uh, um, short range fucking weapon and got a fucking ton of kills with it. But apparently, yep. I wasn't allowed to show the, the gunsmithing of that weapon. Uh, I found out that at the fucking 13th hour. Um, yeah, like it's it's still cool. Like it's a it's a cool system, and you mm. are really able to customize your weapon in a way that you want. Uh, but yeah, I wasn't. I don't know. I didn't feel that it brought that much to the table. I guess it was just. A, I mean, it's a different way of uh, the way it worked in the last game was like the. I think it's a sort of similar where you kind of progressively unlock it as you yeah. level up the weapon. Um, I mean, there's definitely a ton of attachments because. I don't know about you, but I will actively in games like Apex be like, I need a this specific site. Like that's what I want to use. I don't like the other site. That's what I want. Yeah. Um, I don't like the hollow. I want the red dot. Like, yeah. And and looking at there's fucking so many scopes on some of those guns. You're oh, like, yeah. what the fuck am I gonna use? Like, I don't even know the difference to some of these. It'd be cool if um there was a way to test out some of these changes because yeah. I think that'd be really cool because there's just so much stuff that you can go in there like mu- like a muzzle break uh, yeah. you know suppressors and and just there's yeah. like when so I was doing, much stuff when I was on the barrel mods the suppressor type mods I very desperately missed at least the fucking Rainbow Six style picture of the spread you know the picture that it does yeah, uh, sure. that shows you the reduction in, in vertical or horizontal recoil I really yeah. missed something like that because I think that would be really at least immediately give me some idea of what the fuck a muzzle break is going to do to it like it tells you plus minus uh, recoil or whatever the fuck but it doesn't that doesn't it's meaningless to me right like functionally meaningless to me because what I really need is, is a lot more information so yeah a fucking gun range or even just a fucking picture would be a huge fucking deal hmm yeah. I felt that way about the scopes. Is it like three different types of holoscopes? But yeah. like, what does the actual dot look like? What does the scope look like? How much? How much Screen is it like hiding? Out, yeah. yeah, and so not knowing that information. Um, I mean, maybe there is something in there later on, but from what we saw, I couldn't see it. So I couldn't really get a grasp of what I'd be looking at. Yeah. Um, uh, tactical sprint is interesting. Like a double tap sprint makes you run even quicker. Um, takes you longer to sort of bring your weapon back down. Uh, some interesting changes there. Uh, what else was there? Um, they talked about like no season pass anymore, which is good. Yeah. I mean, we've been fucking complaining about that well, they for a long time. What the monetization plans were. So, yeah, I mean, I'm sure they'll do the whatever they did with Black Ops, which was that uh, that same as Fortnite, like the Crazy. season pass. Right. Um, with the, the two tiers, free and a premium pass, and you get the unlocks. I think that works fine, and they'll just have maps and content be free. Yeah. Um, I talked about this at Christmas. Um, I think it was Christmas or maybe just after Christmas this year, about how like after uh, Black Ops dropped all those new content, like the other playlists were just dead because everybody had moved on, but the people that hadn't couldn't get any more games anymore. Yeah, it's the same thing with Battlefield. Like I complained about the uh, the season passes way back when, and uh, you know they've eventually gotten rid of all that stuff. So I think it's a good move. It, it needs to happen. Yeah, because you just end up splitting play- player bases. Yeah, um, they've obviously got the operators and factions in there. It doesn't seem like they contribute much. They're talking about like executions for 
yeah. for these characters and individual voice lines, but I didn't really get a sense of what that was. And it's literally cosmetic only. Yeah. Um, like, the the differences between them are all cosmetic. Um, the executions all take the same amount of time, and, yeah. Like yep. They don't bring anything different to the table, so it's literally just up to your own preference, which is, I think, a good move. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, otherwise, we also did interviews with the developers. Um, yeah. It was a group interview. Yes. First one was uh, us two and one other person. Yep. Tiny um, which was, it was good. I liked that one. That was a good interview because it wasn't a lot of people. Yeah. Um, you got to ask a bunch of stuff. Yeah. The guy, one of the guys we interviewed was Australian. I didn't realize until the, uh, like midway through the interview. Yeah. <laughs> when I was like, this dude sounds sort of Australian. I think he's might be Australian, but I can't, I'm not sure. Yeah. I kept dropping I didn't back. Pick he on was it. saying afterwards that the, like talking to us, he kept dropping he back. He kept bringing his, back. Yeah. Aussie accent. <laughs> yeah. Cause at the start when we were talking to him, I didn't notice. Yeah. Until late, like a couple of minutes in, I was like, this guy kind of sounds like Australian, but yeah. he doesn't. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he was from, he was from Sydney. Yeah. Um, he was a, a a design director who who definitely like knew his stuff. He was, I like getting interviews with people that uh, are higher up in the food food chain and that like yeah. give you good answers because they were giving good answers. It wasn't they were just like, absolutely Jack O'Hara was his name. Um, yeah, they were giving really good answers, like a lot of insight, a shit ton of insight, um, which like is things they probably shouldn't have been talking about, <laughs> like <laughs> behind the scenes stuff, right? The exact kind of stuff you want to hear. Um, yeah. the other dude was Paul Hale, uh, PC production manager. So yeah, they were keen to talk about anything PC related. Um, we talked a lot about crossplay, talked a lot about, uh, gunfights, uh, talked a lot about how is Call of Duty Modern Warfare different to any of the other Call of Duties. Thanks to our Taiwanese chap, uh, asking, one of the worst interview questions I've ever heard in my entire life. I mean, we were going in prepping for the Polygon questions from our friends in Germany, but we didn't get that far. It was world class. Um, yeah, that was that was a good interview. Just felt like we got heaps of time to talk about a fuck ton of shit. Uh, Sorry, on the PC side, I, I did ask him about... Um, fuck, what was it? Uh playlists and low population uh yeah. regions like australia and having the pc guy there being able to talk to him about i mean i don't necessarily know if he works on that but you had the multiplayer um or a design director there that works on multiplayer also knowing that sort of stuff and i yeah. felt like they had good answers for it like it really did talking about how they think crossplay will um alleviate will will help fix some of that stuff and then they've also started paying attention to to the issues that we were bringing up with them saying that like uh smaller population regions um do have issues with all these different modes and like not necessarily being able to find matches and um they were talking about how they've got the ability now to to make those changes on a data center level so not necessarily like you know PUBG. we've just seen in PUBG, they've just pushed out region specific changes whereas if you're in these locations we'll let you match up for as long as you want if you want to stay on that server yeah. um fucking a year and a half ago we were telling them to do this shit and they've only just done it yep 
and yeah, the Call of Duty guys are like, yeah, we we uh, we've got that capability to do that, and that's something we're aware of, and we're going to use it if we need to. But we think that crossplay will will you know resolve those problems. So like they know about this stuff, and, and it's cool to get an insight into um, you know what they're looking at. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, the other interview was with uh, Jeff Smith, who's the multiplayer design director. And uh, Mark Grigsby, who is Sergeant Grigsby from Call of Duty Four: Modern Warfare, and also the animation director. Um, yep. That was a really uh, that was a good interview. I thought it was a good interview. Uh, I did not want to use any of my good questions on these dudes because we were stuck with like nine other motherfuckers. There was uh, uh, a lot of people in that. There room. There was a lot of people in that room. They crammed a fuck ton of us in there. It seemed like one dude might have missed his other interviews and snuck into our one. Uh, which I wasn't about, but because uh, I believe we were only supposed to be doing interviews alongside APAC, um, which is so we had the Japanese people, uh, all the Japanese people. Who'd yeah, come the over. American guy. I think the American guy was supposed to be in another interview and he arrived late because he came and sat down opposite me after, and he hadn't been there earlier because we hadn't been blasting him the entire fucking morning so uh yeah he must have been fucking late uh anyway um i didn't want to use any of my good questions um my good multiplayer direct questions uh which is obviously a bummer uh because mm. i think jeff smith would have really good answers but the upside was that mark grigsby had really good answers to my animation related questions so i was pretty stoked uh i got some good answers out of that uh there's some insight as well. Uh, they, Smith, Jeff Smith seemed happy to talk about gunfight. Uh, talked about how they used it for testing and all that kind of stuff. That was really interesting to me. Um, yeah, they were able to clarify a couple of things that I wasn't sure about um, regarding um, the way the idle animations impacted the game. So right. it wound up, it was interesting to me because I'd talk out about dumbest shit and I'd noticed uh, that when they were standing with the idle animation, um, the laser on the gun actually follows where the idle animation is going, yep. which means that it's actually uh, like mapped, right? Like the gun mm -hmm. is mapped to the animation, which is awesome, right? Uh, unless it also means that your first bullet is not where like if you were to immediately press the fucking mouse click mm -hmm. from the idle animation would it go to where the laser is or would it go to where the crosshair is right sure and they I saw like a saw an element in gunsmith that I thought indicated that perhaps it would reduce the amount of sway sure yeah but it was actually the scope sway um which is good, right? It makes a lot of sense. And they confirmed for me that your first bullet will go exactly where it should. Like, your first bullet is correct every single time, uh, which is good, right? Yeah. Uh, and the idle animation doesn't impact that at all. It's, it's just uh, cosmetic. Um, but it was still cool seeing, like, the fucking laser move with the idle animation. I don't know. I don't yeah. know why, like, that shit fucking jeez me up. I just... Well, find, like, that was the thing, right? Decent, attention it is to detail, right? Like, is yeah. that, uh, like, you get interviews sometimes and they're like, you're speaking to this person. You're like, what the fuck am I going to talk to this person about? Like, yeah. I, don't, I don't know. And the good thing was that they had Mark, the anim animation director, up on stage earlier talking about 
all the shit the animation team have put into this game. And then so you can listen to him talk about it yeah. and then be like, oh, okay, I'm interested in that topic. I'm going to ask him questions about that. Yeah. Yeah. As exactly. opposed to being like, I don't know what this dude has worked on. Yeah. So what am I going to ask? Yeah. That stuff's cool. Um, yeah, the one geek thing that I asked, which was the only thing I was really interested in when I was watching them show that presentation on the screen and, and later on when we were playing the uh the military wristwatch and it's something nate's talked about before of like having the wristwatch on the inside so reflections don't give away your position but mm. the the wristwatch i noticed that the hands and the the clock was actually moving yeah um when you were playing the game and so i was like does that i just basically asked them does that serve any functional purpose in the game i thought maybe it was tied to like the game countdown clock like how much is left in the round uh, and they're like, no, it's it actually tells you the time on your PC. Yeah. For some reason, I already knew that. I was very confused by that question because I'm like, I already know this answer. It's tied to your fucking machine <laughs> machine clock. Uh, why the fuck is he asking this? Um, but yeah, evidently uh, not everyone did. No. Um, well, maybe I just like fucking... Maybe I just like rain manned it up and I'm like, oh yeah, that's the time that... that's the the time yeah. on that watch is the time what it is here oh, hmm. yeah it must be the same uh, they must just like match it to the time wherever it is and just like right. fucking mentally made the leap on my own but I don't know for some reason I was certain I already knew the fucking answer to that um, when you asked it which was odd and yep. then you uh, gave him shit about fucking Battle Royale Battle Royale yeah so the the interview before uh, that one, and this one as well they were um, <clears throat> we just flat out asked them like what's going on with Battle Royale and they, because uh, they have not confirmed a battle royale game, but also when you ask them what's is there one, they say, well, we haven't, we haven't announced one. So you say, well, does is there not one? And they say we not answering. That. Like they won't say there's no battle royale game. Yeah, like they're they not saying no. They, they won't say no, no. But they're not saying yes. They're absolutely not saying yes either. Um, but yeah, it was. Um, it's definitely coming. It's definitely happening. We know 100% it's going to happen. Uh, well, maybe not 100%. We don't, can't guarantee that it's going to happen. But no. I would bet literally everything I have. I was at the event, I would say 100% it's happening. But since we've left the event, they've announced a new mode. Yeah. Because um, at the event, they were talking about, they actually teased that they have uh, larger player count m modes to come. And this was after they talked about 20 versus 20. And yeah. so I asked them during the interviews, like, the larger player count modes, is this, like, are you talking about 20 v 20 or is there something more than that? And they said, no, we've got more. We've basically got 100 plus people in a, in a game working right now. They said uh, up to 100. Yeah. We've had 100, 100 players in, a, in the same game at the same time. Yeah. Um, and so obviously that goes to all right battle royale we've got atvs in the game we've got tanks we've got flyable helicopters it seems to be at large scale maps that work really well um so yeah it seemed to be like they were pointing to a battle royale mode uh and then asking them questions about it they didn't want to say it's not in there um and they, they so i mean generally if you were asking someone is there a mode in is this thing in the game they tend to say no yeah. like they're not doing that they weren't saying no they were saying we haven't so announced anything should we put one in stuff like that yeah. yeah yeah or we haven't announced anything or we've got like you know 
we're not really just talking about that. We're just talking right. about the multiplayer. We're, we're talking. They on. they kept saying we're talking about core Battlefield multiplayer yeah. today. So core, core Battlefield core multiplayer. Core Call of Duty. Sorry, Call of Duty. Like Battlefield. <laughs> is uh is your TD like your core playlist mode? Six v six. Yeah. Twenty two v Yeah. So whatever they've got coming after that, and then we left the event, and uh, and then they sent out a press release saying that there's a ground war. Yeah. Which is a hundred player experience. But. I think there's Ground War and there will be Battle Royale. Yeah. I think um, there will be a Battle Royale. Uh, yeah. Should I have told them it it should be free? Yes. It should <laughs> be free. It needs to be a free mode. Free yeah. mode. It'd be the... It's such a good selling uh, point. It'd get... It'd be the quickest way to get people to realize how faithful <laughs> the fucking ballistic... Uh, the, the gunplay is mm. the true Call of Duty. It's be all like his fucking modern warfare battle royale for free um play the rest of call of duty this october something like that <laughs> yeah yeah it's yeah just... the, the multiplayer design director asked if uh if there should be a battle royale mode yeah. in modern warfare and i said yes only if it's free <laughs> to yeah. his face it was not the most tactical thing i've ever seen in my entire fucking life <laughs> straight to the point and good lord um yeah he was quite taken aback by the answer yeah yep. i felt like it gave a good reason uh yeah you made <laughs> is that all the other ones are free yeah all the other good ones are free um oh here we go that's good good pub gd Yep. Anyway, I'd, I'd uh, come good out interviews. As a Fortnite fan. I thought they were good interviews. Uh, you know, yeah, great interviews. Great interviews. Really had, pleased. Um, I definitely thought I was going to get shit interviews. Uh, that's what I thought as well. Because I'm pretty used to getting bad interviews these days. And uh, yeah, didn't fantastic interviews. Like great, great interviewees. Heaps of insight. Uh, and yeah, well worth it. But yeah. Um, yeah, that's it. Is that Call of Duty? Yeah. Anything else to add? It's no. it's good. I mean, we obviously a lot of negative, not not a lot of negative stuff, but some criticisms there. Uh, I have but to otherwise, add is what I have, I have to add. So, so much stuff. What I will add is let's do the fucking news. Yeah, let's do the news. What do we got here? Uh, Ninja moves exclusively to Mixer. It's pretty I huge. Fucking it's a pretty huge deal. Anywhere. No, neither do I. And uh, I remember last last year we were even fucking we were hanging shit on the Australian Game Awards. And uh, we're hanging shit on the Australian... Well, I was hanging shit on the Australian Game Awards. And I was like, oh, the Mixer personality of the year is this guy with 12 subs. Because uh, nobody fucking streams on Mixer. But if you had to fucking... I, I think I also said, I'm going to start... I'm going to fucking start streaming on Mixer now so I can win the Mixer streamer of the year. Um, <laughs> <laughs> because nobody did it. If I had started on like streaming on Mixer... Mm. Uh, I would this, today would be a fucking massive win because good god uh, the amount of potential viewers uh, is going to skyrocket with Ninja on board the amount of fucking publicity Mixer just got is out of control um, that is a huge fucking get yeah. I think you know Jordan Michael Jordan got fucking like stupid amounts of money mm. and then like a piece of the action from Nike yeah. to, to lock him in. You I th- think he's got shares? I think he's got he's got to have shares. It's got to be a fucking piece of the pie. That's the only way that makes sense. Um, yeah. Because... He's, this- he's literally the biggest streamer on Twitch. 
Yeah. And he's left. <laughs> to drag him away from Twitch, they would have had to pay so much fucking money. Out of control amounts of money. Uh, and yeah, I can't even fathom what that would what that would equate to except for literally a piece of the action in Mixer plus plus millions of dollars. Yeah, man. Like we we I think we talked about this on the show. Maybe we didn't, but Mixer ditched a bunch of their staff recently, like in just before or was it just after E3? Might have been just after E3 to kind of throw things under the rug. Right. Um and, and at that stage when when I saw that news, I was like, "Oh, they're in trouble. Like they are they're like cutting staff and um yeah, they're just like making some change. Like it seems like Mixer is going under or something. Yeah. And then for them to come out with this news today, it's like, oh, maybe they're just reevaluating stuff because yeah, that that's that's massive. That that's like they've they've taken the biggest streamer from Twitch away from them. Yeah, and Twitch wasn't able to hold on. Yeah, because I guarantee you that there was discussions backwards and forwards between ninja and twitch to say what's going to take to keep me yeah (laughs) yeah absolutely and yeah it'll be interesting to see how mixer goes from here on out because yeah like there are chances that they might have agreed to stuff that twitch found like feels is like not what their platform is about you know maybe there are you know, traditionally they have refused to advertise uh, other streamers mm-hmm. uh, when a stream is happening. Maybe Mix is okay with that. I like. I don't don't see why they should be, but there's a chance, right? And sure, yeah. And I think uh, I think uh, Twitch has proven in the past that they're not very good with moderating things that are happening on their streams. I think Microsoft probably has a better grip around that, especially with someone like. Uh, Phil Spencer at the head of, of Xbox and maybe having some same to what's going on over there. Yeah. Um, and then on top of that, like just the things they've incorporated technology wise into Mixer that we haven't seen brought across to Twitch yet. Like the multi, multi-channel streaming stuff. Yeah. Um, so, so cool to like having multiple people up on a screen or multiple whatever it is channels and being able to watch them all at once like you can't do that on twitch without going to an external api and bringing that sort of stuff up so yeah Yeah, it's it's pretty rad i think it's a huge get for them it is Uh, i don't think it's if if you wanted to start streaming or you you're a small streamer i think you would be heavily incentivized now to move to mixer i think it'd be a, a strong move uh except for like if you've already got fucking people who have got 12 months of subs and shit then obviously you're kind of stuck but uh yeah if you've got nothing to lose on twitch i think you would probably be doing well to move to mixer um yeah yeah anyway speaking of uh ninja uh fortnite is uh how he he you know it's not how he to start but it's how he rose yeah to meteoric rise to fame and the world championships are on on the weekends. Um, did you watch this? No, I watched it for about fifteen minutes. I watched the highlights. Couldn't fucking bear to continue watching it. I do not enjoy watching fucking Fortnite. Uh, but at the same time, I also don't enjoy 
watching the NFL. So, uh, except as a highlights package. Um, yeah, I don't know. I didn't watch it, but it is huge. Uh, kid called Booger, uh, won fucking three million fucking dollars, uh, which is sick. Congrats to him. Uh, apparently his fucking org took 20%, which is That's fucked. huge. Yeah. Um, that's out of control. Yeah, that's um, right. yeah, but fucking, I bet they're fucking, they're cheering. They made 600 grand uh, off a 16 year old. That's pretty fucked. Um, yeah, uh, I don't know. It was a very popular event. Uh, people seem to have fun, which is really all that matters. I, I don't have to like every fucking game that exists. Um, so, yeah, basically, congrats to everyone who made some fucking money. That's sick. Um, and yeah, hopefully it continues for fucking all of eternity, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, yeah, it's not going to take away from other games that exist. So that's pretty sick. That's awesome. Uh, the reactions the mainstream media have had, some 16-year-old winning $3 million, have been pretty fucking good. Um, I've enjoyed enjoyed seeing that quite a bit. Hmm. Uh yeah, a lot of people are, are not able to fucking, uh, I guess, uh, internalize the concepts that video games would be worth that much money. Sure. Um, so it's, it is a pretty quick way to very quickly legitimize esports in a lot of people's minds. Uh, so that's pretty good. But yeah, otherwise, that's about it. Any yeah. thoughts? Uh, I did. I watched the highlights, so I fucking can't watch it. Like, yeah. oh my, just the. It, yeah. everything seems to end the same way mm. with this fucking circle moving and people just building on top of each other until they run out of mats yeah. or someone shotguns someone else in the face yeah. I just don't like Fortnite esports neither do I it's so boring to watch yep uh, and that's it that's the news that's the news we've got some we questions because I specifically asked for questions because uh, how could I have known then that we would still be going at fucking 7.30 at night. Uh, what a fucking moron. Okay. Uh, I do appreciate you writing in. How do you write in questions, Luke? The GAPodcast.com slash Discord. That's it. Um, so, we've got... First up, Daniels writes, Hi, Lurk and Joan. Who would win a Gladiator Star 1v1 fight between yourselves and why? <laughs> also, when do you think Jack and Daxter will be added to Smash Bros. Ultimate? Thanks for the minutes of entertainment over the years. Dang. That minutes. is a that is a dope fucking sign off, dang. Um, That's who, a question. Let's start with the second question first. Who when do you think Jack and Daxter? I think they'll add Daxter and not Jack. Uh, and I think it will happen in December of this year. Why is that? Uh, it's Daxter starts with D, December starts with D. There's a sort of alliterative quality to that that I think makes a lot of internal sense internal logical sense okay yeah when do when do you think i what's their release schedule like are they doing them often or what am i the fucking king of smash brothers i don't, I, I don't watch i don't watch smash brothers it's a tv think... show right it is it is um it is yeah it's like the bachelor yeah. um yeah, no, I think Jack and Daxter is actually contractually obligated to stay tied to PlayStation All-Stars, I'm afraid. Uh, so he will be coming to PlayStation All-Stars 2 yeah. in 2020. Um, yeah, 
So obviously, do you think they'll make that? They're currently working on it. I guarantee. Oh, okay. It was such Fair a enough. roaring success last time. But I liked it. They not. I didn't. Um, first question: uh, Who would win a gladiator style one v one fight between yourselves, and why? Gladiator style, I assume, means in a sand pit arena uh, with weapons. Right. Um, because if it was like fist fight I've got fucking I got fucking 30 kilos on Luke I'm gonna fucking murder him like we're in we're three weight classes apart it, they wouldn't they literally like there's not an athletic commission on earth that would sanction that fight I've just it's it just doesn't make any sense for Luke to get into, into that fight at all uh, it doesn't like it doesn't even matter in relative strength I'd literally just sit on him and then wait until he fucking passed out. Um, Gladiator style with weapons, though, that changes things. Because Luke's a lanky fuckhole. Uh, he's got quite a bit of reach. He's got that reach. He's got that reach. Got uh, stamina. So, yeah. It's, it's big... block you forever until you pass out. That's what I'm worried about. That's what I'm worried about. Uh, yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if I get in around the weapons and... I'd have to do that to then engage my sitting on him until he passed out strategy. Hmm. Um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure if I can do it. I think Luke might actually have it if weapons are in play. Good question. Good yeah. question. Uh, you got any thoughts on this uh, topic? Obviously, I, I, I told you. I just block you until you yeah. got gassed out. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. Johnny Bravo writes, G'day, gents. Two weeks ago, I asked a question and used the word vectors to describe multiple paths to achieve multiple items. Luke indicated that he wasn't happy with this word and then proceeded to replace with multiple skews. What the fuck is multiple skews? <laughs> Luke? Uh, okay. Uh, um, do, do, do you not remember this? Uh, I, yeah, I think I, I remember it being about... Uh... Uh, what game was it? Uh, it must have been. Yeah, yeah, I just uh, opened it. Going back up. Hey, gents, what are your thoughts on the growing amount of vectors to gain in-game stuff that fall outside of the game, base game or DLC? So, uh, yeah, you go. Answer, answer the man's question. Right. Okay. So he was talking about like uh, multiple skews. <laughs> Skews in this case I've, is S K U. I've just read his yeah, he's written yeah. skews like S K E W S. No, yeah. we're talking S K U, which uh, is um, retailer talk for yeah. units for a unit of sale. Yeah, so like di- different uh, like different packages. So you've yeah. got your fucking standard edition, your deluxe edition, and then your ultimate gamer edition. Um, so yeah, I don't even remember what the fucking what I said back then, but the the idea is that uh, I don't like multiple skews. Like the right. where you get stop in, reading where the you... questions. You're not allowed to read the questions anymore. Stop what? reading them. Minimize the fucking questions. You got to stop reading. I'm I can see you reading. I'm, I'm I can see you. you fucking I'm looking, looking at you. Your eyes are fucking darting across the fucking screen. I can see you reading. Minimize. I'm looking the at you. I'm looking there at the bottom of the there screen. Okay. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. The, the multiple skews of having. Uh, like bonus incentives and the one I, I, I probably brought up was the NBA 2K stuff or or the Battlefield stuff or the stuff that mm. like Microsoft's been doing with early access um, mm. I'm just not a fan of the way um, like that is sort of 
like a predatory nature on consumers of being like hey you can give us an extra 60 bucks and you can play this game three days early yeah uh i don't know if that was related to what the question was originally but wait well, i think he was just asking what a skew is um okay, question yeah. two johnny bravo writes question two because no one else wants to contribute if you couldn't purchase individual games in your only path vector question mark uh i like the word vector vector's a good word vector's a graphic isn't it a, a oh fucking... my god it's a fucking it's a year like it's a direction of movement no. um to play games was through one subscription service which one would you choose playstation now ea origin premiere xbox game pass you play pass humble bundle sorry you play plus i said you play plus um you play plus humble bundle or another I'd go Xbox Game Pass in a fucking heartbeat. Uh, like, in a fucking second. You couldn't fucking stop me. Yeah. Uh, mostly because I could play the games on my fucking Xbox or on my fucking PC. Uh, PC. And, uh, yeah, they they dropped some pretty fucking decent games. Um, you get some good stuff out of that. A lot of fucking Xbox exclusives that wind up being playable on PC, which is fucking sick. Uh, and... That's about it. Um, what have I gotten out of Origin Premiere? Um, it's Call of Duty. Ah, sorry, some Command and Conquer games that I already owned, uh, and uh, Anthem, which which nobody I, owns. I, 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 didn't, I didn't even buy it, but I have buyer's remorse. Um, PlayStation Now. Um, is that what PlayStation Plus became? I don't know. I haven't looked in a long time. If it got you free God of War and free Spider Man, it it'd be a fucking close contender. Uh, it'd be a strong contender, but I'd be restricted to playing games on my PS4. So, sure, uh, it's not a, not not a go. Well, you play Plus. Uh, they just don't release. I think games. that hasn't launched yet, has it? No, but I imagine he's talking about when it comes out. Sure, I think they were going with was it Division Two? Was the first yeah, game they were putting out? Uh, yeah, I don't think they have enough games to really warrant the subscription. Humble what if they bundle? had fucking the Rainbow s- and then Division and then like topped it off with For Honor? Like that's the trifecta right there. Oh, For Honor, yeah, I fucking love For Honor. <laughs> what a fucking great game! I can't believe that's still going. Humble Bundle, you got the Humble Bundle subscription, don't you? Yeah, yeah. I think uh, what I get this month, I think it was, I think it was uh, Kingdom Deliverance. Is that the game name? Uh, yeah, Kingdom Come Deliverance. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's a good. Yeah. Game. So, would you go Humble then? Uh, it's my second year in Humble. Would you go? But would you go Humble or Xbox Game Pass? Uh, probably Xbox. Or which Game which Pass. one did you buy? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That was a good question. Um, good question, JB. Okay. Uh, Baz writes. Can you repeat my question now that Luke is back, please, gents? Um, I read this. I read ahead a little bit. Uh, hmm? anyway, he, he asked the question last week, and I will ask right. it again. Why does Luke get angry when people say Valve doesn't make games? They are kind of right. Counter-Strike remake aside, in the last decade, they've made a, they've done a shitty card game, <coughs> Artifact, and just copied mods other people have made, Dota 2 and Underlords. If someone had to, had told me 10 years ago that's all they'd made, I would have laughed at them. I'd like to point out to Baz that uh, Counter-Strike is also a, uh, also a mod that they have uh, copied off some other people, so they didn't even make that. So, your move, Luke. Why do why why do you get angry when people oh, say because they do make games? Games are a service these days now. Games that they've copied over other people. 
Well, they it's no, they haven't necessarily yeah. copied. They've brought those teams in. The go, the them. the people that created Dota are on the Valve team. The guys that made Half Life, sorry, that made Counter Strike, were brought in and so they're making part mods. of the mod team. But they're just making mods. They don't always make mods. What was the uh, well, the portal? Was it a mod? The shooting. The well, shooting for Dead wasn't game. a mod. That was fucking yonks ago. It's been a fucking decade. Uh, Artifact wasn't a mod. Yeah, shitty code game. Uh, that has got you. They made what one else game. Was there? Artifact, and it was a dud. They've made one flop. game. Yeah, yeah, sure. And the rest of the, everything else they made is mods. <laughs> mods, of they course. Just, let's keep making mods. They're mod I know that that mod we've been talking about for the last fucking two months. Auto chess. It is a fucking mod. It's it's unequivocally a mod. It's, it's sure. But not anymore, it's not. It's a full fucking game that they update three times a week. It's just a mod that they update three times a week. It's a mod of their own Nobody's working on it. It's a bunch of, like, wizards in a cave somewhere. What? (laughs) Just because it's a mod doesn't mean nobody works on it. It's just a mod. (laughs) It's a mod that they want people to pay for and shit. Counter-Strike mod. Dota 2 Um, mod. What's that? They're they're making that... uh, They brought in uh, Campo Santo to... Fuck it. The Egyptian game. I don't know the name of it off the top of my head. I don't know. I haven't seen it. Where's the, You've where's definitely that game? seen it. Where's that game? Is it out? No, that was the one they 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 revealed it at. Uh, I think it was the Game Awards, uh, maybe last year, and then and Valve acquired the, that studio. And it doesn't exist. The guys that made Firewatch, remember that? Oh, uh, do I? Yeah. What a game! What a fucking game! Yeah, no, I'm not saying. I'm not saying they didn't acquire them. I'm saying there's no game out, so it doesn't exist. It's, it's as, coming out. As such, they're going to fucking drop decade, Half-Life 3 one day, record for the Left 4 Dead 3, and uh, all on one day. Just no no advertising, just bam, it's out. Copped out, there's your game of the year, bitch. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe. Or Do- Dota 3. I reckon Dota 3 will be out before. Before Half-Life 3? Before Half-Life 3. <laughs> yep. Good question, Baz. Do you reckon, that, do you reckon Val's making a Battle Royale game? No. Or well, steal someone else? Campo Santo, fucking... Here's a fucking do-nothing fucking Battle Royale game where you just yeah. fucking walk around and fucking... Whoever gets bored. The last person to bore themselves to death wins. Is there still like 20 people working on working on uh, Auto Chess? Underlords? I think so. Yeah. It's a lot of people working on the mod. It's a lot of people. Yeah. A lot of wizards. A lot of wizards. All right. That's the news. That, no, is, that was the question. That is the question. Yeah. Shit. That, that is the podcast. Um, yeah. We uh, started late, and so we are finishing late. Um, We're finishing late, yeah. But I am fucking starving. Mm. All right. Uh, what do we got here? You can find The Gap on iTunes, Android, Windows Store, under The Gap, the GA Podcast. Uh, we're on iTunes, Android, Windows Store, Spotify, YouTube. Just search. It's, it'll come up. All your favorite podcast apps. Uh, please rate and review the show. If you've got some time, helps other people find it. So we appreciate that. Uh, if you want to send us questions, you can email us gapodcast at gma.com or you can go to our Discord page, thegapodcast.com slash discord. Uh, you can Thank send you for your questions. questions this week. It was like awesome. Ba- I, like Baz. I, Baz and JB. Yep. And Dangers with the sick sign-off. Uh, it was a good burn. You know, it was a, it was a solid burn by, uh, sign-off. Um, yep. But, uh, 
yeah, I asked I asked them to ask questions beforehand because I knew we were going to do the podcast today. Maybe I'll try and ask for questions more often because I do right. love questions. I yep. love them ever so much. Um, you can also jump on and, and follow the chat channels. People are posting things. Joe posted a bunch of videos on there today and uh, his articles. I haven't posted mine any chance to, but check them out. Uh, you can also find us on facebook.com slash gapodcast, twitter.com slash gapodcast. You can go to our YouTube page, thegapodcast.com slash YouTube. I'll put a bunch of... Um, I'll have to edit some video footage of the Call of Duty uh, gameplay. I'll put yeah. that on there as well. Nice. And uh, if you want to also find um, past episodes of the show, you can go to thegapodcast.com and uh, we've got a, a bunch of the old episodes on there. Uh, jobs, Jobs, Jobs. Uh, I tried to get people to say your name overseas, but no one would say it. Um, oh, yeah. you missed out, man. When we were at the fucking taco truck at the lunch thing at the Call of Duty thing, hmm. uh, they called me Joyba. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Joyba, Joyba, Joyba. And I like... <laughs> yep. That, is that a pork wrap? Pork burrito? And they're like, yep. Here you go, Joyba. I'm like, Yep. Cool. Great. Nice. Yeah. Uh, anyway, thegapodcast.com if you want to check out our, our past episodes of the show. Uh, yep. Nate's E3 extravaganza is up there as well. Uh, mm. That's all thanks to our Patreon members. If you want to help support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash gapodcast. Thank you, everyone that does that every month. Thank Mostly you so much. appreciated. Yes. And uh, anything you want to spruik out this I've week? I've spruiked everything already, but head, out, head to Red Bull and OzGamers to check out all my Call of Duty stuff. Uh, there's a shit ton of it. Uh, and actually on Red Bull we got a really good um, interview with uh, the Overwatch dev team about uh, a new character that they're adding his name I can't fucking remember I don't know I didn't do the interview um, but it's a good interview it is a good interview I just didn't, don't remember his fucking name um, a lot of insight about how he was never designed to fix goats uh, um, so yeah and a really good goatsy pun so, uh, goatsy goatsy pun yeah What's that? Just Google it. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, what about you? What do you got? Uh, you go to Survivor.com. I've got work up there now. Yeah, I right. have another thing up there as well. Yeah, Survivor.com. Uh, you can go check out Call of Duty preview. Uh, I put an interview piece up. And then also by the time this comes out, you'll be able to read, hopefully, if it yeah. gets done, um, mm. my preview for The Outer Worlds from uh, Obsidian. It's their brand new uh, sci-fi RPG. So we will talk about that next week because I had a feeling we probably would run out of time. It was tonight. a good move. It was a solid move. Thank fuck. <laughs> chose, chose wisely. Yes. Um, so we'll definitely talk about that game next next week. And uh, you can go to the survivor.com to, to read my, my thoughts on that one. Awesome. Um, otherwise, the other stuff that I've done, I can't talk about for a couple more weeks. So No, you can't. Cool. Yeah, next week we will be back. We'll be talking about Outer Worlds, uh, maybe Underlords. Borderlands. Can we talk about Borderlands so. next week? I don't think so. No, oh, fuck Not it. by the time we do this. No way. No fucking way. Uh, yeah. Why do you think that? Um, I haven't seen the embargo, but I cannot imagine that we can. Nah, well, whatever's. Um, and then some other stuff. We'll see what happens. But anyway, that's the show. You find me on uh, twitter.com slash LukeLaurie. Jojo. Yep. And that's it. Bye. Bye.